0: Blog Talk
1: Radio. Do you guys have the same thing in mind? Well, I'll tell you what, Gary Hart's done it once and for all. He stuck his nose
2: in the Tribal Nation's business. Tribal Nation is up on
3: the
1: top. We're going to the top of the totem pole. But, Gary Hart, tell you what, you have that pretty hair. It's going to come plumb off. Bring Stick any team you want. Bring any team you want.
2: Any combination. Gary Hart, we're coming after your scalp. Now, let's go.
1: Do you know why? I'm gonna show you the body that women love and the men love to fear. It's just that simple. Take a look at that.
0: How's that look, huh? You don't think there's You're a asking man out there? Look at it. I know. Hey, it don't take much for you to please you.
1: Last time I was in San Francisco I went downtown looking for a woman. You know what I mean? I wanted a woman. I couldn't find a no woman. I found a lot of men that look like women. Now, you, Hulk Hogan, you belong in San Francisco. What's wrong with you, Gene? And after it's all said and done, you're going to be taking splitters out of your fat asses all night long because you got some fat asses. The only chance you have, you have no chance, but you had a chance, is that you can run Nicky split. Because you can't run because you got some fat asses. You don't have a lot of bad habits. <laughs> but only ways to help me survive. Don't surprise yourself in the full power. Be a survivor. Don't smoke. Folks, there's jumping Jeff Farmer. Jeff, a while back, what a match you had with Motley. Yep. I that. what we're trying to say is whether you're a fat-out-of-shape truck driver, whether you're a skinny geek pushing a taxi cab, whether you're a doctor or a lawyer that doesn't have half the money we have, this is the way life is. If Oli wants to slap Road Warrior Hawk, he'll do it. If Gully wants to spit on Road Warrior Animal, he'll do it. If Iron wants to take Dusty Road, do all that, he'll do it. And then, that, if I want you, all three of them, going to hold you, I'm going to slap you. I'm going to spit on you. I'm going to kick you. And I'm going to go.
3: This is Wrestlecast Radio with your hosts Ryan Cook. He's
4: walking up the ramp with with Sami Zayn, and it's saying now qualified for Money in the Bank, and they're advertising that. They cut
1: to a small graphic showing Sami Zayn on one side, <laughs> on the other side, and the center of it says Sami Zayn tell us all with Bobby Lashley's sister
3: and Alex Mello. Well,
1: Robert Takahashi versus everybody.
2: I thought I was going to have to give him a eulogy after the the intense main event on Night 2 of Battle of the Super Juniors. But boy, howdy. Uh, did that match flip up? Uh, not only to my expectations, but I'm hoping yours as well.
4: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Episode 84. We're running through a little uh, technical difficulties here right now. Door slamming and whatnot. Um, but it's, it's we're rocking it all. We're going to... We're gonna make the best we can out of this. Uh, Alex is just getting in here with us shortly, so got a fun show. Got four different nights of the G one to talk about uh, eight, nine, ten, and eleven here as we're getting to that home stretch. We passed the halfway point. Pretty excited for that. Also, we got to talk Ron Smackdown from last week. Monday Night Raw was was a, a abysmal quality wrestling show. Um, I'm curious when when Alex gets Alex gets on what his takes were on the show, but I mean, they boy did they start slow. Uh, kind of ramped up near the end, but you know, once again, a lot of the same continues to happen with this company. And I just don't know why. But that's neither here nor there. We'll get into that. Also, SmackDown SmackDown was a little funner. I uh, had a had a nice little opening match as well. So I mean it, it's been a, it's been a decent week of wrestling. Uh, Dragon Gate Kobe World 2018 show dropped and they took it off the Dragon Gate network before I could watch it. I was really excited to talk about that. Uh, so it looks like we're not getting into that this week, but hopefully hopefully soon we will get to talk that show because I I was really ecstatic for the, the tag title match with uh, Ben Kay and Big Shimizu defending the titles, and also the main event with Masato Yoshino and uh, Shingo Takagi. Just watching the uh, the end of this this last oh that was an awesome little counter there, um, fun, fun little match is Yoshihashi starting to actually actually show out. I'm <laughs> pretty excited, pretty excited for that. Uh, we got a bunch of news and rumors though coming up right after the first breaker to talk about. a Couple uh, wrestlers passed away this weekend. We'll talk them and the impact as well. Matt Riddle. A lot and lots of Matt Riddle news So we're going to get through all that We'll be right back, don't go away This is WrestleCast
0: Radio Looking
2: to get a head start on deer hunting season? Let FML Solutions point you in the right direction Hi, Alex from StrongStyle Media here Letting our listeners know deer season just got a heck of a lot easier FML Solutions offer a fantastic deer stand That only takes 30 minutes to assemble And disassembles with no tools required the best part, though, is its ingenious design allows it to double as a cart to haul your trophy back to the truck. FML Solutions is a made in the USA product manufactured right here in Minnesota. Check out FML Solutions on Facebook by searching FML Solutions INC and visit FMLSolutionsInc.com to learn more about this innovative gear stand. When you send a message, your name will
0: identify you to the other caller. Record
5: your name after the tone. Hey, yo, it's SportsCast Radio. You need
0: to record a new greeting. Record after the tone. Hit any key when you're
5: done. Ryan Cook and Jordan Jiskra give you the best in sports of the week with real MVPs, spit takes, big news, and obviously those rumors. Strong Style Media is available on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, blogtalkradio.com. That means anywhere. You a fan of hot
3: takes
4: that make you say this? Join me, Ryan Cook, and my co-host, Alex Mello, every Monday night right here on Strong Style Media. We'll give you the goods from New Japan Pro Wrestling, WWE, Impact, Ring of Honor, Stardom, All Japan, Lucha Underground, and many, many more. Catch us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio Tuning, Player FM, and now on iHeartRadio. As always, blogtalkradio.com forward slash Strong Style Media as well. And you know, you get us on social media. Hit us up. We got to get back to
1: the ring. It's time for the man.
3: You have the lowest fantasy football winnings I've ever seen. You have earnings dysfunction. I recommend DraftKings. And if you draft the perfect lineup in the free opening weekend contest, the prize is $1 billion.
5: You said a billion dollars? Billion. With the B. This is, this is, this is money. I, I know what that is. Play DraftKings free $100,000 contest week one. And if you draft the perfect lineup, you can win $1 billion.
4: Russelcast Radio back at you. The world is Sylvan, ladies and gentlemen. If you guys remember Sylvan Granier and his exquisite—I uh... I don't even know what the hell he was giving. But he was like a like a European model, I think is what he was doing. And the world was Sylvan. I don't I don't know how to um... really classify as to what that means or what it should mean. <laughs> Other than the world of Sylvan, um, I'm excited to, to go over these 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 G1 results because we're really getting to that thick of things, the uh, the nitty gritty, if you will, of who's in who's out. We already have somebody mathematically eliminated as of night ten. Um, usually, everybody's kind of in it until the last couple shows, but th- now that I think about it, there's actually two people mathematically eliminated already on a block B. And essentially three because there's no way that the table is going to break for them where everybody, there's, you know, I'll even look at it right now just for my own well-being because I don't think it's possible. Um, This guy would need all these guys to lose and that's not going to, yeah, there's not enough people that can lose (laughs) like all these people already had matches. So, you know, we're we're already three down here inside of that block. That's crazy, crazy to think about. It's as crazy as Balloon Okada. Still don't get it. Still have no idea what the hell he's doing. Um, but I did, I did like the way he trolled Yoshihashi. We'll get into that third fall when we talk the G1. But for now, we got some news, rumors, um, things that happened in the world of pro wrestling. Uh, over the weekend, uh, we lost a few people. Uh, Grandmaster Sexy was arrested and ended up committing suicide in a police station which is crazy um really unfortunate for him and, and his family um who else what am I thinking Nikolai Volkov passed away um I believe just natural causes and Brickhouse Brown uh he passed away as well he was uh what's the best way to to think of Brickhouse Brown so so I mean Brian Lawler was 46 Brown was 57 Volkov was 70 uh Brickhouse Brown he was uh he was in the peak uh peak of his career in the 80s he was a part of a number of places uh before joining a little bit of the WWF uh he was in hospice in Mississippi so he wasn't looking too good um so that sucks and then Nikolai Volkov was uh was seventy when he passed. Uh, I I don't think there was anything like nefarious or anything. He just died in his house in Maryland that he lives in. Uh, WWE said uh, described Volkov as one of the greatest villains sports entertainment had ever seen.
0: I I, I mean,
4: yeah, you know they brought him in during the Cold War.
0: <laughs> so,
4: I mean it 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 definitely uh, it definitely makes it going and Alex on. Alex, coming in remotely, what's happening, man? Block Talk is not not going away this time.
2: It is. Uh, it's blocking me. It's it's turning my anti-WWE new type of emotions invoking through my veins and saying to shut it down. So something <laughs> is, is crazily happening.
4: Yeah, yes. yes
2: what a week in wrestling, though, that's for sure.
4: We we were interviewing uh, Poppy G uh, about the PVC on FS1 that's going to be at uh, the Armory again in August. And two times during the interview, Elijah got hit with a two-piece and a biscuit and got bumped off by Blog Talk. So Blog Talk's oh, ready yeah. to roll this week. <laughs> um, maybe you'll get the luck where, like, 20 minutes from now, you'll try to get in. and also to let you sign on. And it's like, hey! It's all excitement. That's like the best <laughs> part about it. Um, but I was just talking that was about that. a whole
2: the, lot of acronyms you just said, by the way. Poppy G, PCB or PCB Armory or whatever craziness, and
4: and the big dog.
0: Oh man, oh, yeah, the
4: big dog. and and I guess I I guess we could bring the boy into it. The boy's got his own sounder now, uh, Alex.
0: I'm like, hey, what's oh, up? Dumb- well- <laughs> <laughs>
2: Didn't he did big time. Yeah. Just like a lot of wrestlers in the uh in the G one climax this past weekend.
4: <laughs> so I I started off the news here, obviously, Brickhouse Brown, Nikolai Volkov, and Grandmaster Sexay. Um I kind of said my piece, but you came in at the right right time here. You know, sound off anything you want to talk about with the three. I mean, uh Nikolai
2: Volkov, I mean, I, I, such respect, admiration for. He was the heel of my childhood. Um, heck, he was even the, the upstart story, if you will, of my childhood when Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase in the mid 90s and kind of took uh, uh, him when he was poor and living on the streets. I don't know if you remember those old vignettes and stuff. And then you know, brought back Nikolai Volkov and would make him do. Uh, make him do the most insane things with the audience or whatnot. You just felt so bad for him. I don't even know if he ever got his comfins or whatnot, or you know, just if he ever got his just dues. But uh, I, I do remember that. Uh, but you know, just with the awesomeness of the network, you know, watching some of the old matches on on there with Nikolai Volkov <laughs> and him and, and Sheik, just some some great great stuff there. Um, and always heard he was the uh, the nicest guy who, who uh, had interesting sleepwear um, on the road. Um, Brian Christopher, I mean, it, it's an unfortunate, you know, circumstance, you know, of, of what kind of happened to him. Um, I mean, it, it, it's horrific. I mean, of course, you know, he has a legacy of, you know, um, Too Cool, you know, with, with him and, and, you know, Scotty Too hottie and, and, of course, with Rikishi, you know, getting that team over because – people forget they were tag champions and they were selling uh lots and lots of uh tickets and merch i mean they, they were one of the hottest teams you know for for that time you know right place right time that's for sure and yes i not because of too cool but uh, i definitely messed with the goggles over the head for no reason so um definitely respect enough to that
0: um
2: but also just wanted to say r.i.p as well um to daryl Takahashi
4: yeah. Shout out to uh, the other man Who used to rock the goggles Over the head for no reason uh, Oh my next? god What's, no, what, Who's the dude Who um, who made, does Robot Chicken
2: Seth Green Oh yeah from Can't Hardly Wait
1: Yep yeah, Can't
2: yeah, Hardly Wait yeah. <laughs> So the reason why I know that Is because that movie came out I was rocking those goggles Way before that Then that movie came out, and every girl, after they saw that movie, pretty much called me Kenny.
0: Dang. (laughs) That That was
4: my my tease. (laughs) Shout out to uh, Nikolai Volkov, who instead of the dollar sign, wore the cent symbol on his trunks. (laughs) But he was a million dollar man, too. (laughs) Um, I do want to get into this Matt Riddle thing, because there's a lot, and we've kind of talked a little bit about it, but... Um. Obviously, some of you is interested in bringing in Riddle for the NXT brand. Uh, yes. Yeah. Nothing's confirmed, but I believe that he might have been
2: signed. We're kind of uh, reshuffled.
4: Yeah. So he's he's uh, he's doing the August fourth and fifth of all shows, which Makes are sense. you know. Yeah, I mean WWE with that. Um, he pulled out of the over the top the OTT show in Ireland, which takes place the same week in the SummerSlam. Could be that they debut him at ringside at Takeover. Um, uh, what, I mean, I mean what, one other Wouldn't thing that they ringside? showed
2: him not ringside, but in a suite, and you just see smoke coming out of the cracks of the suite,
0: <laughs> and it just was
2: marital. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um. Well, that's which back the question, you know, of course, with his heavy, uh, you know, um, I would say, not awareness, but, you know, like the RVD-ness of the generation, you know, that, that M- Matt Riddle is, you know, with that aspect to his uh, personal life um, and the WWE strict stance on, you know, marijuana testing, which I hear really isn't even that big of a deal. So, A, do you think they work something in the gods right where are like, hey, just give us the money up front for the year? do whatever you want you know or or b he's gonna legit you know kind of you know slow down and and kind of put that life away to see how he can do in the uh inside the universe
4: now i've seen conflicting reports where they're concerned that he has a love for marijuana and he openly and, and like his openness to it like he doesn't he doesn't shy away whatsoever um but I could, I've could. i also heard that he said he'd be willing to, to stop if it meant going to the WWE to get a big contract. So, I mean, take each side for what it's worth. I wouldn't be surprised, you know, with kind of in the middle with what you said, but kind of make it more of a look. Just don't show up on any testing and no one's going to say a word to you type thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Like, when we're going to test, sense, we'll so tell we're... you like a week or two ahead of time. So you know it's like you're not going to give
2: millions of dollars for this guy to give you twenty percent of his salary back, or maybe exactly. that's how you become billionaires
0: <laughs> it's
4: true it's true speaking of speaking of lots of money um something I found very interesting and this is way random, and i just i don't know why this popped in my head but um do you think and wait let's go back to
2: riddle really quick though do you think nXT is the right spot for him right off the bat, or is he a main roster type of guy?
4: No, he's got it. I think NXT is you have to cuz I think he's the guy who everybody's all like, yeah. You know, you know gets really really into it type thing. You know what I mean?
2: Man, regular Tyler Breezy would be.
4: <laughs> Did do you know um on the pay scale one where Kazuchika Okada would rank if he was in the WWE, and two, how much money do you think he makes from uh, New Japan?
2: I would say he's probably in the upper... I would say the upper 5%, and he probably makes $5.5 million, just to equivalent to his
4: overall match rating (laughs) median of
2: 2017.
4: Uh, A little yes and a little no. Uh, Apparently, he makes $2.2 million, um that was that came out uh beginning of the year when uh what you would call it new japan i guess grossed like thirty eight million last year or something uh so okay. he 's essentially making like seven percent of their money, which i mean he 's the ace, he deserves it, but I guess he would technically on a match salary would be fourth in the w w e pay scale let me so, get
2: Horton reigns
4: um Age
2: I don't I don't even think AJ's probably there. I think he's maybe over a million. But I'll well, say I AJ
4: and then Huh? One one Cena, I think, because he makes like nine. That
2: guy still wrestles? Man, I thought he was too busy being in T M Z the movie.
4: <laughs> I I'm curious to find an updated list of that. Um Range has got to be
2: up there, though, first or second, uh, because then
4: they said he was making
2: rumor like $7.5 million, and they're like, what, to get booed? I'll go get booed for
4: that. I mean, Lesnar probably makes money. I bet you Rollins makes a bunch. Yeah.
0: Really, man?
4: You know what
2: sucks is Samoa Joe probably is nowhere near any of those guys, and uh, judging from the last couple of weeks, he damn near short, and hopefully after SummerSlam. He goes to Vince and says, "Hey, let's renegotiate." I just stole the show and the championship.
4: (laughs) Let's go! That's one thing I am actually excited for about Summerslam. That'll be that'll be one of the bright (laughs) spots second fall. Uh, Matt Riddle in
2: Summerslam. You can't ask for anything better. Yeah,
4: what if it main events too? I mean, I know it won't. It'll be Lesnar Reigns, but wouldn't that be funny? Two TNA guys main eventing.
2: I, I think they're going to be that. I don't think they're going to end on reigns unless you cash in. It's either that or if Rousey's getting the belt, that's how you cap it off in L.A. I, I 100% uh, – are they, are they not in
4: Brooklyn this year?
2: Oh, Brooklyn. Sorry, sorry. I was thinking of like a two years from now. But in Brooklyn, I mean, that's the thing. You're near ESPN headquarters. That's first take. That's all that stuff. You could be there all day and then go to Raw, you know, that night because you you're be via, via satellite, a la me right now.
4: <laughs> I have I have a weird feeling that they're going to just say, screw it, and they're going to end with Roman holding the belt high, getting booed. Um, oh, my God. They're going to go, we don't care. We do what we want We have want your money. We have billions <laughs> with a B.
2: They're like a Star Wars franchise now, just through network television.
4: <laughs> it's, it's like Michael Cole said, but he's the big dog, and he has the biggest reason of them all. <laughs>
2: No That's a play on because of you know When you know Seth Rollins Accidentally called him the big dong I mean is that why they're doing this That's a rib right when they keep emphasizing The big dog with him
1: No because remember how
4: much they used to They Remember the What do they always call uh, Dean Ambrose Every waking minute
1: The lunatic fringe
2: but the big dog sounds so lazy Comparable to lunatic fringe That's awesome I bet you 70% of the WWE universe Had to look up both of those words
4: <laughs> If if Bobby Lashley won at, at Extreme Rules Does that mean he's the bigger dog? Uh,
2: yes Yes, it would You know what's crazy? Samoa Joe faced Bobby Lashley
4: Like almost 10 years ago <laughs> When he came, when he when he was the
0: boss,
4: when he when he was the boss oh. and he had Crystal Marshall his wife with them in DNA. Crystal Marshall. Yeah,
2: Blog Talk is severely being a uh, a <laughs> a firing squad, if you will. Uh, a couple of Richards. It's, I updated my computer just
4: now as well, and nothing. Thanks, Blog Talk. Uh, Matt Riddle is officially pulled out of the Trevor Lee is taking his place um, Somebody said He pulled out because he signed So it'll be interesting To see if Matt Riddle shows up Maybe maybe he did sign maybe, I maybe. usually for other reasons But
1: <laughs> Apparently
4: The WWE Has <laughs> a lot of interest In New Japan Pro Wrestling star Juice Robinson
2: Yes yes Fortunately, though, the feeling is not mutual, um, as he stated in a video after that headline picked up steam. Um, then he probably woke up a Japanese time and was like, no, 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 guys. And then flamboyanted himself out of the room, which was a pretty cool video. Um, but I mean, don't you think that they, they
4: were going to bring him on just to bury him? I think it's I. I think. A lot of the time, when they when some of these guys get released, I think it is for the reason of, of bringing them back. Look, you know, look at what it did for McIntyre. Look what it did for Jinder. Yeah. You know, I could see them going. Look, you know, you don't think it's working, but but I guess the difference is is when he was C.J. Parker, he quit. He up and left. He said this isn't working, <laughs> and I quit. He took a chance on himself. He did what like Sammy Callahan did. He took a, took a chance on himself. Um. And not bury. I'm not an idiot. They're not gonna like give him eight hundred thousand
2: dollars. Like, come on, guy. Like, we're we're just gonna bury you. I mean, there there's obviously he has a connection with the fans. He has a look. Um, hell, you can sell all those stuffed animals. I'm I'm sure New Japan already has. But yeah, the East sees money in him. He's young. You know, he could do. You know, kind of he could be a tweener, to be honest, because he could have that whole I left you aspect. You know, of course he can come in as a face. But man, do you got a turn on your hands, you know, on the fans and on everyone when you do want to turn that switch?
4: But they go, we can't do that. We're letting Randy do that right now on SmackDown. <laughs> hey, at but, least he looked like he cared a little. Yeah, I was, I was actually into that promo. I was
0: like, okay, all right, this is, this <laughs> isn't bad. <laughs> Welcome oh, yeah. back,
2: Randy Orton, two thousand nine. Great to see you. Yeah.
4: Yeah, the legend killer, and now you're the legend, huh? Hmm, this is kind of
2: cool. No, now he's Mr. Mr. Tongue-in-Cheek after he's doing hand gestures and talking about legacies and and dives, as he emphasized dives, and all in. Did you see
4: when everyone was like, everyone asked Cody, like, could you believe Randy Orton took a shot at you? He's like, I could care less. Randy Orton called me right now and take a shot, and I laugh about it. You know how many millions of dollars that guy made me before I was 25 or something like
0: that? Yeah. Exactly.
4: He's like the dude, he's like he's a smart guy. He knows how to get heat. Look what you guys are doing to me. <laughs>
2: exactly. And you know what's crazy is I'm sure we'll talk about this a little bit more. It's good to see this Orton back because, again, now he's invested back into that smarmy jerk that we all love to hate, you know, but I think if if they're smart, he does get another evolution.
0: <clears throat> we'll talk about that
2: later. Uh, but, you know, he gets a group of his own. I think he could be that leader of, you know, a firing squad, if you will, just a bunch of young bucks. It kind of worked. DBS, he just wasn't great on the mic. He was, you know, better than, than some, you know, especially on the roster at that time on the, you know, during that time, but, you know, obviously Cody was the one that outshined DiBiase in that aspect, but I think if he gets the right people, um, I think it could be something that could be good. I think if he gets a tag team on the belt, either like the bar or something generational, even though, yes, they're not the same, you know, race or whatnot, but something like the Usos where he can kind of get them, because, you know, we know how good they can be when they kind of told that line of, I don't give a ish.
4: Yeah, that would be that would be a little fun, fun little stable. Um, I was, yeah, I mean, I was I was invested in it, and I actually was it's like okay, Orton, this is this is something we haven't seen in a while, and you know, I I welcome it. <laughs> you know, I. I and this five the o'clock water.
2: shadow game on every camera angle was on point. So I mean, kudos to to the production on that too.
4: I'm um, speaking of uh obviously, we'll get into this more when we talk to the g one but what about um what about Tonga Loa basically doing the taka for Tamatanga and for Fale, but when he did it for Tamatanga and he's like rapping rhyming, and he's like, No fist cocking, <laughs> <laughs> and they' are like you hey. on Twitter, I love it.'
2: Yeah, what do you think of the <laughs> whole uh, Tama Tonga, Roman Reigns, inter-Samoan type of uh, Twitter war that happened over the weekend?
4: You know, all I got to say is I'm sure that they know each other. So I think it's just it is what it is. But I'll tell you what, it's another. It's Roman Reigns is, is now paying attention to Tama Tonga. Uh, Randy Orton's paying attention to the Bullet Club. WWE is. Acting like they don't care when they really damn well care about New Japan and ROH running a show at Madison Square Garden. I think there's there's starting there's I'm not saying this is anything that they're like to to like talk about like oh my god, but they know they're there and it's it's apparent because it's it's being. I mean, how many times on TV do they just do they either it's just they have the worst camera staff there is, but they always yeah. manage to show a fan with a with a Kenny Omega shirt or a Bullet Club shirt on. I was watching
2: NXT. I forgot which episode, but there was someone like cheering during a women's match, and then the camera like zoomed in, and it was just a straight Hot Topic New Japan T shirt. And then like the camera stayed on, and I'm like, well, that's interesting. And then quickly just panned away after like four seconds.
4: So either they're trying to play it off like they don't care or I mean, whatever you want to say, but I don't know. I think that's, what's funny about it, is, and I love that Roman reigns got all like, whatever, man, you got your, here's your 15 minutes of fame and Tom Ataga doesn't care. He's dropping every word in the book at him, which I think is hilarious. Yeah, I, I still like, you know, the G the G one run is, is something odd. Wow. That was incredible. Um, it's something a little odd still with with the way they're booking it, but I still to this day I'm all in on on Tamatanga and his swagger and his just how confident and cocky that dude is. I'm all in on that. I just I wish his in ring work could sometimes reflect it because I I want him to succeed, but uh, I just I love how how they're taking shots at him on the air. Like we don't need to cock our fists. Yeah. <laughs> so- <laughs> Oh my
2: gosh! Yeah, that was uh, pretty great. I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was kind of nice to kind of see that, you know, a little, little inter, you know, promotional beef there. So, like, like you said, their their eyes and ears are open. You know, tickets going on sale for that uh, dual show at the Garden during Mania weekend. What in just under eight days, eight nine days here. So, uh,
0: a, yeah,
2: it's it's a damn, damn good time to be a wrestling fan.
4: Shout out to. Uh, Takumi Chinoku was standing there with Zack Sabre Jr. Like, is this guy really doing my gimmick with his brother? <laughs> was, I thought that was funny. That was good. Uh, Moose apparently is suffering from vertigo. Belief is he had a concussion in his match with Austin Aries. Uh, Moose Uh-oh. tweeted, and came up short. Probably time to reconsider if I still want to do this for a living. Time to make some career and life decisions. Thank you all. And then a peace sign emoji. If something is serious and that is the end of Moose, I, I guess, you know, just like... You're Shibata, to go out on, I guess. It's unfortunate. I was kind of thinking, like, is that one of those things where at least you went out and probably the best match you've ever had? Because I still, yeah. like... I know Harry's Moose match didn't get my highest rating, but for what that was, I mean, it, it proved that, that Moose had the ability. He just needed a, a, the right partner. And it also proved Agreed. to be that Austin Aries is one of the best wrestlers alive right now, and he's 40.
2: (laughs) He's 40, but, I mean, that that obviously doesn't matter anymore with the age, and especially how he's traveling his schedule, good God alone. Just going to, you know, Bingo Hall, the school gym, into, you know, Toronto, Canada, you know, collecting belts all over, um, it's it, you know, like you said, he's one of the best. So I was excited to see him at uh, at ROH back in May when I saw that he was uh, scheduled to be there. I was like, Oh, that's my number two. I've always wanted to see a double, and I was so happy I did. And you know, it, if I if I had Pop TV near me, I would probably be watching the TNA on a, on a little bit more basis. I popped when he won the title, what seven years ago. I was like, It's, mm-hmm. it's just due, that's for sure. So just something from the to, to, to hang his hat on, if you will.
4: God, it's nice seeing Okada back on the uh, dope match train after what I just watched these last few shows here. It's nice <laughs> to see him uh, and his red
2: hair finally, like, red. It's, like, fully <laughs> dyed in
4: At, like, 8 o'clock tonight, I went, oh, bleep. I forgot there was a show last night. So I'm trying to watch it while Sydney's going ham, and I'm feeding him, and then I get him to sleep, and I got all the way... Um, I just finished Okada Elgin, and I I had to start that when the show went on the air. Usually, usually I have it done, but I was like, oh my god, I failed. I got to get this watched, otherwise, I'm going to be like, ooh. So that would have been like ooh. the pot the kettle black. <laughs> um, uh, last two things that I have, and then I'll see you know check if there's anything that you got going. Obviously, with this all woman's uh, event. There's there's talks that they still. You mean TNA knockouts one night only?
0: <laughs>
4: there's still talk of doing a women's tag team championship division uh, tournament could happen. You think this is something they should do? Because I I think I mean we kind of talked about this, but you think it's going to happen? Yeah. Now is it going
2: to be you know? A tag division per um, per show, or is it something where you can kind of go, you know, show to show like they used to have, you know, with the Universal Champion. They could show up on SmackDown or Raw. I think for now you kind of do it as an interpromotional until it kind of builds a little bit more. But, yes, I think, you know, this can help, you know, I hate the term enhanced talent, but, you know, kind of get a little bit more people over. You know, it's something where you could have a Dana Brooke, you know, in a B-team-like scenario, Granted, that would never happen, but you know, it's just something that I think it's it's relevant. It can make you know all all the women, you know, then you know vie for a another championship. I think any type of secondary belt is needed in that division, with how strong it is at the moment, and for the foreseeable future.
0: Yeah, yeah.
4: Um, I I hope it happens. I hope it happens. I, I'm excited. I'm excited for it. I don't uh, know. Last, you sound a little hesitant there, Ryan. No, I just I'm I'm scared they're not gonna do it right. Like I think this is a perfect opportunity where I mean the it, it's easy to book. I mean, let's look at this. You got Naomi and Lana with their little dancing friendship gimmick. You have mm-hmm. Liv Morgan and, and Sarah Sarah Logan. I almost forgot her name. You have iconics. You don't have the
2: same gimmick though?
4: Probably. You have Sony Deville, Mandy Rose. You got Sasha and Bailey. Um, Who else am I forgetting? You got, you could do Natty and Naya. You could do Bliss and Mickey. And if you really want, you could do Charlotte and Becky or something like that. Like there's, you, you have like a perfect eight teams to do this too. And then, oh yeah, the Iconics who's actually a team. Yep. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, last thing though, I do have these tandems. So, do you think if they have this
2: tournament, do you bring up at least one, if not two NXT teams?
4: I think you got to bring up what do they call Nick Minaj? Tegan Knox, I think they're calling her. Um, I think you got to do her and Dakota Kai, the the kickings, kicking kicking yeah. machines. They're called uh, God. What is their name? They're called like the kicking machines or something like that because they just beat the hell out of people. Um, I'll Google it during the break. I'll do it right now, but. um you know, I think that's a team you could definitely bring up. Um, I don't know. I mean, do you do something with like Jessamine Duke and Marina Schaefer if they can get ready quick enough? Um, I was about to
2: say if they get ready that quick. Wow. That would be interesting. Did it? Who just uh, debuted over the weekend?
4: Uh, Marina Schaefer. She was the fourth one because and Duke signed okay. a little bit after Baszler. Marina Schaefer was the last to come on. She, um, I think she was still doing MMA. She's actually the wife of Roderick Strong, too, which is ironic. Of
1: all of what? That.
4: You mean yeah. ironic?
1: <laughs>
4: That's funny.
2: That's funny. You what know what else I, can't... Ironic? Um, I know you don't like him. I know general wrestling population is kind of iffy on them. Michael Elgin, my gosh, this G one, just like last year's G one, the other American G one of last year too, hell of a tournament showing. That's all I gotta say. I'm sorry.
4: Yeah, she uh, she is just uh, excuse me, not she, sorry. Now I'm like trying to find this tag team name. Man, I'm
2: I'm all over the place. Do you think they'll have the jumping bomb angels reunite or have jumping bomb angels do k eighteen or three k uh pop up
4: in this tournament i i think they're like seventy five let mean
2: oh hey Mula and may did it R.I.P. E. but then no what if they do a three k version of the jumping bomb angels <laughs>
4: um yeah i don't i can't find their their tag team name. I don't, know, but it's something. It was something about freaking, uh, like the kicking squad or something. Anyway, I'm wasting too much time on this. I apologize. That's that was. I failed it there. Let, let me let me regroup real quick. I'm like, hey, what's up? And get back, and it was a go. Um, a guy by the name of Josh O'Neill tweeted at Cody Rhodes. Did you see this?
2: Oh yeah, about uh, he bought the tickets to All this is In. Awesome.
4: Yeah. So Josh O'Neill tweets at Cody Rhodes, I bought a ticket to All In. From the way things are looking, I'm not going to have enough funds to travel or hotel. It's literally devastating. But I'm glad I got the ticket because it helps you guys. Take it easy, man, and have one hell of a show. Cody Rhodes tweeted back, what's your budget to get there, or to get there in your PayPal? And then he said, "Send you a little something. Enjoy yourself. Me and the young bucks and the whole crew involved intend to make this count. No wrestling fan should ever miss it." Joshua Neal said, "Oh my God! Truly feel blessed with what just happened. Thank you guys so much. I cannot wait for All In." I, I I I went to I went to Hot Topic today and they didn't have it in my size, but I was gonna buy that American Nightmare Bullet Club with the blonde hair shirt. I was like, man, that's a class act thing to do. Is do you think that's a good thing, or is that just him trying to get good publicity, or is is that like a legit? Hey man, let's help this dude out because we want to make this the best thing possible.
2: I, I think it's. I mean, I don't. I don't want to say it's all for publicity. Good God, no! I mean, it's obviously a nice PR move, but no, I, I think they are genuinely shocked and surprised, and and you know, and and are are grateful, you know, for the response, the overwhelming, tremendous. Uh, response for all in where I, I think this is a good thing. And so them giving back, they're giving away tickets, you know, it seems like every day, almost every couple of hours, you know, in random awesome sections. So, I mean, no, they're, they're just trying to get back as, as a thank you. I think it's great. I hope other people, you know, don't try to use it. You know, I, you know, means are different for everyone, but you know, kudos to that guy, you know, that's awesome that, you know, he, he's getting that now. Will, how many times will they show him on TV, Ryan over under three times?
4: I'm gonna go under and just say once, and I think they're gonna do it like, I think they're gonna show them, but not make a big deal of it, and see if the internet finds out about it or he says something. Ooh. But I, I will say, I will say, over and over, like, I've I've become a Cody Rhodes fan, and obviously, you know, I've been a Bucks guy for you know a decade. Yeah, but these dudes, <laughs> these dudes, these dudes. Like literally love what they're doing, and it, every time that you see something like this, it just keeps happening. And I hope they I, succeed I, tenfold with this. I've like, been look in at, your spot. I've mm-hmm. I've been
2: in your spot, being at the hot top and thinking, I I just want to buy a Cody a Cody shirt. Like they're there, and then I see like three options, and I'm like, oh man. And then now they don't have my size, and I'm like, oh man. Um, so Cody, if you're listening, no, I'm kidding. Um, I'll be seeing you Labor Day <laughs> weekend. Um, but, no, I, you know, I, I've, I've wondered that, you know, where I'd say a year ago, um, I was not a fan. I was just like, oh, you know, because to me, he just hadn't figured it out yet, where obviously over the last,
0: look at, you know,
4: 10 look
2: months, at the last two, I'm, you know, on the train.
4: The last two Wrestle Kingdoms, we we went, man, Ju- yeah. we, we became a Juice Robinson fan because of the match with Cody, because of what Juice did. And yep. then this year we're like, God, what a punishment for Kota Ibushi because he doesn't have a contract was my thought. And they had a hell of a match. Really? And I went, Wow, that was the best Cody Rhodes match I've ever seen. You know. And then it just,
0: yeah.
4: it just keeps going. You know when I, I, you know, success follows. I mean, look, look at Matt Jackson. He just published, published a children's book. Yeah. It, I mean, like success follows, and I think, I think the best part about this is like this makes me personally go, man, these dudes put in the work and put in the effort and look what happens. Like I, I think that like every day now with, with, with my shoot job, with how quick I've succeeded in there. And, you know, with, with strong style media and where we're at, I'm like, you know what, if we're doing, you know, we got to be all in with everything like this too. And and these dudes are the proof in the pudding that it works and, you know, not to turn this into some like all thing, but it's just, it's, it's inspiring, and I'm I'm like God, man. We could do this too, and and these dudes just keep doing it. They just keep doing it. Now, yep. God, thousand seat venue in twenty nine minutes and thirty five seconds.
0: That just still <laughs> blows my
2: mind. <laughs> hey, thanks blows for watching. Radio will be there as well as at Starcast.
4: <laughs> We're gonna be there on Friday doing a show.
2: Which, by the way, do you think that guy, his one appearance, like you're saying, is one-off, do you think he will uh, either be shown during the Hangman Page Joey Janela match or the newly mentioned six-man tag with uh, pretty much the Golden Elite stands at Kenny, meaning the Young Butts, Bucks and Kota Ibushi taking on
0: the team of Bandito,
2: Phoenix, and Rey Mysterio Jr.?
0: Here's
4: the kicker too, where I think you're going to lose your mind is when we watch this. You're going to go, all right. I know this stuff. And then you're going to go, who the hell is this Pandito guy as he's doing 18 things you've never seen before? Like the same Phoenix. Oh god! And Phoenix is going to do every time Phoenix and the Young Bucks touch, it's it's five stars. Like it's just it's like Okada and, and Kenny. You're like, Ugh, it just happens. But now here's what,
0: what is when, I, when
2: I saw this match, in, or you know, introduced <laughs> earlier today. I'm not gonna lie. At first, I was like, "You're wasting Kota Ibushi and the Young Bucks on that." And then I looked at it again, and I was like, "Bandito, I'm sure he's probably gonna be good." Rey Mysterio wouldn't team with anyone douchey. And then, wow, Phoenix against those three? Yeah, sign me up.
0: <laughs>
4: it's it's. I- I'm telling you, man this match is going to be bonkers. <laughs> like, this match is going to be bonkers. It is. It
2: really is. And and I was like, this is legit a main event anywhere. But this is definitely has to be, well, obviously with the Bucks being in it, but the the talent in that ring, I, I don't know who my eyes are going to be on during that match because everything's just going to be everywhere. Uh, and I can't wait.
4: There's a... There's a crazy... Uh, I'm, I'm on YouTube. I was going to send you uh, uh, the Bandito Ray Horace from All-Star Weekend highlights. Ray Horace, for those of you who don't know, is uh, Dragon Azteca Jr. from Lucha Underground. Uh, but he wrestles with Ray Horace everywhere else. But um, there's a match that uh, got posted four years ago. It's Dan Moff, who was with Chris Daniels in The in the Prophecy, and Sammy Callahan taking on Adam Cole and Bandito Jr. <laughs> I thought <laughs> that was pretty, pretty interesting, but I'm going to copy this link and send it to you so you can watch this during uh during break here. But um, I'm I'm excited for it. Did you see the buzz of what everybody's hoping the next match they announces? No, what's that? Obviously, if you put the Bucks and Kota Ibushi in there with the with the Luchas, why not give us Pentagon Junior and Kenny Omega?
2: Oh wow, that can't <laughs> happen.
0: <laughs> how no, fun that would that be happen.
4: that would kick ass because their styles are so different
2: yes like how do you well, do that
4: match I, you know what I'm not even going to think about it I'm just going to go and watch and just scream Miedo yeah. all the time like, yes. it's got to be like the biggest no DQ match like ever known to man if they incorporate plunder in, I'm in. I'm all in. Uh, <laughs> the only other thing that the last thing that I have was uh, screw you, WWE for for posting the Madison Rain thing when she got thrown in the coffin and uh, squashed by Sue Young. I got tipped off over the weekend that it was probably due to the reason that she's going to be in the May Young Classic, and I said, don't I'm going to drop that fresh knowledge on everyone's ass on WrestleCast," and then WWE mm-hmm. did it this morning. Jerks. <laughs> Hopefully she does better than Marty Bell did last year.
0: Uh, any <laughs> any
4: missions or anything that that uh, came out over the last week that you wanted to get into? Oh, we didn't. Well, I guess we could tie it. We'll tie it into the next segment, otherwise, because there's one thing that What's involves that? NXT. Uh, Keith Lee, but we can talk about that when we talk WWE next, because I do want to talk NXT. But was there any other yeah. any other tidbits that you wanted to talk about, or you want to move inside the universe for after this or, and go to break?
2: I think we need to move inside the universe. I need to watch this Bandito versus Steve Payne match because right it just sounds
0: intense. go around
2: nine times.
0: Uh, All right, Most people would consider this illegal. 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 What was mere
4: vision suddenly became a reality. When you put a bunch of entities together and you bundle into one giant conglomerate, Share, follow everything you got. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio Tune, in and more. We are
0: Strong Style. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate.
2: fellow here, one half of the pop culturists, inviting you to get your pop culture fix every Wednesday night here on the Strong Style Media Network. Alongside half-pine Kyle Adams, we'll see who got beat down at the box office, run down the manic movie minute, find out what Kyle has for his musical mantra, and you hear our takes on the latest in film, the television, and the music. Listen to the pop culture every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. On blogtalkradio.com forward slash Strong Media or search Strong Style Media on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and Player FM. Strong Style Media, we are conglomerates. It's time for the main event.
3: Greetings and salutations, Fight fans. It's your boy, Dub want to have the Standing 8-Count Radio. you want flight analysis, news, or look at the local Minneapolis-Minnesota boxing team, then tune in Sundays, 10 p.m. Central Time, and listen to Ryan Cook and I break down the food science. If you don't know where to find us, you can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, and Blog Talk Radio. That's the Standing 8 count Radio, and that's presented by Strong Style Media. We are a conglomerate. I'm here to show
0: the world. I'm here to
1: show the world. I am
4: here Alex, uh, I'll ask you this again now that we come back from break. Uh, how tight is Bandito? <laughs> he's
2: he's okay, but he's not as tight as that standing eight count promo, that's for sure, man. Oh Lagger.
4: man, I I had to do like eight levels of editing. I added like I, I like changed the limiter, got a noise reduction, a normalizer, an equalizer, all this stuff because it sounded like he was getting held against his will in like the back of a car <laughs> on the original one. <laughs> is, that, is that why it sounded
2: so gritty? I was like, man, I was like, this sounds like I'm outside of a boxing gym. We're about to like go murder someone. Oh. Some I
4: just watched the uh, the spot where they he chases him around the, real, the about ring. About to
2: throw a baby to another bearded guy. He's like here's a baby. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and then he when he when he chases him back and he slides in, dude jumps on the top rope and does a light drop to him on the way down. <laughs> and then just gave him the GTS and then shot him in the face as he dead sold fell over. Oh this man! Incredible. It sounds now, like what
2: uh would. It sounds like what Vince McMahon thinks of uh thinks of, inse- of himself. Unfortunately,
4: <laughs> I watched him uh, announce his Survivor Series team for. The Survivor Series Invasion Show, and he's like, he was trying to find The Rock for the last guy, and he couldn't find him because The Rock kept walking around outside the ring. And he's like, "Well, number
1: five is uh, uh, The Rock," and he couldn't locate
4: him. I was like, "Dave, somebody (laughs) tell The Rock to stand still."
2: Damn, Dwayne. Uh, (laughs) Do you know if Dwayne showed up in Miami tonight? By the way, with Brock Lesnar. Was he? I don't know.
4: Oh, do you, do you think they do Lesnar Rock? Hey, I
2: figured since you were getting Madison Rain and like tip offs, I didn't know if you were getting Dwayne the Rock Johnson tip offs yet. Yeah.
4: No, no, because then uh, I I don't ever ask anyone about Raw spoilers or anything. Hey man, what's gonna happen on Raw tonight? I just kind of watch it and just what happens happens. I, man. Oh my God! He just gave him the moonstone. Did, did you watch that whole video? No,
2: the Bandito one.
4: Pull that back up, the Bandito one, and go yeah. to three minutes and forty seconds. Um, and and I I want your live reaction as to what you're about to see here.
2: You said three so forty. <laughs> no, but apparently, uh, as we're we're kind of, and I'm not bagging on Vince Vincent Kennedy McMahon, uh, but apparently, uh, you know, since we saw so minimal of him this past Monday, as of course the McMahon Hemsley family opened up Monday Night Raw, and um, essentially, uh, apparently, according to Dave Meltzer, um, he said Vince does not like his appearance. That's why Stephanie and Triple H are kind of more on the forefront over the last couple of years, and Uh-oh. says. They were the ones that were kind of brokering, um, the, you know, kind of the deals uh, at the upfronts with Fox and, of course, USA.
1: Wow. Wow, wow. Again, all rumor and innuendo. Well, it's kind of interesting if you think about it, because, you
2: know,
4: when you are in that position,
0: you know, I'm sure you can be a little bit.
4: I. I'm. I'm assuming you're. Wa- that means you're. Wa- are you watching this? I think he's watching. Oh
1: this. wow! I don't know who's who, but
4: <laughs> All
1: right,
2: that move's been done. I was about to say, he's not. He's not spinning off of that. He's on the top rope now. Oh, nice! I have like three L Banditos on, like
4: oh, uppercut. Oh yeah, here we go, it's right to the uppercut. I can't wait for this.
2: Oh jeez. <laughs> it was like Hangman Page's cool fall away slam pin during the tournament, which I've never seen, but I was like that was the tightest move ever.
4: Yeah, I was I couldn't believe the height he got when he was holding him too for that moonsault body slam thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, that
2: was that was that was insane follow away Dude, playing. One of my my favorite moves ever. Thanks to Scott That Hall. sixth
4: man is going to be insane. Ah, oh, man. Well, I you going to I mean,
2: be insane coming to an NXT ring near you pretty soon, uh, allegedly. Keith Lee, Matt Riddle. That match came out right after that link you sent me. <laughs>
4: it, <laughs> oh, God. That match was incredible, too. Just, just go on a YouTube binge of, of PWG and you'll be there for hours of all the insane oh, stuff. Man. But is this bad that they may fast-track Keith Lee? I mean, yes, good for his career, but, you know, kind of we talked in the chat, like, there goes limitless Keith Lee. I, I I don't think it's a bad thing necessarily.
2: I think they see something in him. They they know he can get the audience behind him. Yes, he has an entrance and a phrase, a la, albeit maybe not so glorious, but I think he can overcome that with kind of his uh, – Persona with his, you know, connection to the audience, where you know one uh, one rude member uh, could, can't get across apparently since he's feuding with Mojo Rowley. But that's for something entirely later. Um, but I think with Keith Lee, I, I, I think that is a smart move. I think you just kind of a rich, you know, get him with the fan base of NXT, kind of build that hype up, and you know maybe by the end of the year, by by the Rumble, uh, you you bring him up to the main roster because that guy can work. Any which way, and if they're hurting for heels, that guy could be that big beast, uh, and then could essentially could be a WrestleMania showdown with Braun Strowman. Your two big bad behemoths, your king of the monsters, your battle of the of the true beast in the ring, and 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 there you go. That that's money written all over.
0: Uh,
4: the thing that scares me about this is. You know, so he's going to come out, and obviously he'll have his boxer robe on gimmick. If they, That's the one thing, is are they going to say, well, you can't use that robe because Sony Deville uses it? Which, if so, okay, I get it. I think it is what it is, but I understand somebody else using it. But yeah. are they going to make him wear a stupid-ass outfit like Chris Hero has to wear because they, won't let, because they don't have Chris Hero wrestle without a shirt on? And
2: he's lost weight, but the funny thing is that thing that he wears makes him look like he's gained weight. Um, oh,
4: terrible. I would
2: say no. I think it's part of his demeanor. I, I don't think you get rid of that.
4: You know, like the it's offers my- of pain they hide behind body shields. <laughs> like, it's just I – WWE mean, has a knack for doing that if they don't like their body, they make them – I mean, you know you – Why look don't at-
2: they make them a tactical unit? Why isn't that the new shield? If you want to get Roman Reigns over – him and AOP just wrecking shop.
4: Look, who's who? Do you think like? And this mm, this isn't the- this isn't trying to like say anything malicious or anything, but probably you, you know you look at the women's division example. The the smallest women wrestle in the most scantily clad outfits possible. Like Sasha Banks, like wrestles in underwear. Then you look, at, you look at Natty, who's just built, and Nia Jax, and they wear, like, full frickin' body suits. Like, WWE has a knack for men and women covering these people up. Roman Reigns does not have a defined upper body except for his arms, and he wears a frickin' tank top and a shield, like a, a, a vest. And that's their, that's their money guy.
2: Wait, are you uh, saying, I just, saying that WWE figurines have been lying to me?
0: They've been making <laughs> his
2: chest look all out and jacked.
4: And I mean, look at what he was in NXT. I mean, yeah, he's definitely in shape, but he doesn't look like Finn Balor and Seth Rollins.
0: And look well, what he's wearing. Up. To
2: be honest, to be fair, no one can look like those two.
4: Like
0: <laughs> you know, them standing
2: look, together last Monday, I was like, well, I give up as a man on
4: this planet. <laughs> Look at look at even Dean Ambrose who doesn't have he just has a normal body he wrestles in a tank top like all these dudes that mm-hmm. aren't like chiseled you know and the women too they you put know, him in the to
2: be fair he's more chiseled than than John Moxley was that's for sure oh god yeah
4: but even in even in NXT he didn't wear he wore trunks and a, no shirt Oh, did he, <laughs> yeah, he oh, I, can't, was, oh. I can't picture that at all you know it just it's it's weird like you know, they, they may you know, they have Carl Anderson wearing tights. I don't think, I, I a part of me thinks maybe he just decided he wanted to do tights instead of trunks, but maybe they went, your legs aren't big enough for trunks. You got to wear tights.
2: Do you honestly think, though, that if they put a shirt over him, that that'll ruin him? I mean, that's not a legitimate concern.
4: No, but I think it's just, like, when you look at Chris Hero, like, I can't take him seriously when he's wearing this. But ugly 1980s Diego Padres looking jersey.
2: Well, the theme song doesn't help either. I mean, he looks and he comes out like a Saturday morning cartoon.
1: Yeah.
4: And in a company where it's about the entertainment and the character, yeah, look does matter. And the way you make these guys, like Samoa Joe's like the 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 one example to it all. Like look at look at Big Damo. Oh, look, ever it
0: took so, him
2: nineteen years to make it there, though. And then like, oh,
4: guess we gotta get some more on I know, man. The Vince
0: second is, they brought,
4: you know, kind of taking a seat. The the second they brought up Sanity, Big Damo was wrestling in a t shirt.
2: Hey man, that's too much hair for mainstream,
4: though. To be fair,
0: <laughs> look but at
4: look at for Look at for a while. They had one of the Usos wearing a t shirt. We I
0: mean, fill it's that
2: not merch, man. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I mean,
4: look, you know, counter,
2: counter. We got to
4: those hot topic levels.
2: We got to have those USO USOs wear the ish on their uh, on their shirt.
4: And, and I'll take all those reasons, and I'll continue to fight them because it's just it. Wow, then it must be just the biggest coincidence of all time. Then, boy, it just so happened these people to, to do that. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, ah, I like that's something that scares me. and I don't think it necessarily affects effects, but I don't know, man. I just, I don't, as long don't as he know. doesn't come out like Mr. Hughes, I'm fine. That's what, that's what worries
2: me is they come out like a Mr. Hughes-esque type character. I think what makes them shine um, is, is just him being him, like, yeah, this is me. I'm going to wreck shop and then b- pounce you out of the ring just with my shoulder blade.
4: And and I think, too, kind of like you mentioned, he's good enough that he's going to get over. If they just let him... He's good on the me, mic. He's,
2: yeah. He, what they finally found out with Braun, even though it's in a weird, wacky, kooky manner, um, I think Keith Lee can go the opposite route, be that more serious. You know, he, he can be a D-bag, and that doesn't necessarily mean you're bad. I mean, you're going to have that arrogance, if you will, and people could see it however which way they will. And I think that's where Keith Lee can kind of, you know, kind of prosper a little bit more with Braun Strowman, as we're, you know, unfortunately aware of week in and week out lately is kind of in at the moment.
4: And, and that's the other thing, you know, you mentioned Braun, that's another guy, you know, that's another dude. Who has got a little a fat. shirt, by the way. And he's My wrestling God. in a.
0: Or, yeah, and they yeah.
2: still keep wrestling in a T-shirt. <laughs> that guy's more jacked than Roman. I'm like, man, like. I saw one picture of him and uh, Rockstar Spud or whatever, gimmick, Drake Maverick. They were like fishing or something, and he was just like, "I was like, good oh, gosh."
0: Good for him, man.
2: Good for you on
4: that Tinder profile. <laughs> man, he's he's just—I uh, don't know—he's he's the monster in the bank. Let's get him to anyway. Um, I do want to talk one more thing about NXT and I want to get your thoughts on this, and I kind of want to just bring this up because I was the guy who was an adv- advocate of this guy a year or two before he even came into NXT. He was a yeah. dude that I thought was going to go the route of Marty Skrull and end up in New Japan, and he ends up in WWE instead. Uh, the former Tommy End, Alistair Black himself. He loses the title on NXT, and I'll tell you what,
0: Great,
4: I didn't see why everyone liked the match so much. I mean, it wasn't bad, but like it didn't like I didn't go. Oh my god, that was tremendous!
2: It was not the Gargano matches, that's for sure. But I think just, I think what ruined it too was them spoiling it. You know what? A week or so out before it was aired. Um, I think that kind of deflated it for me a little. But just kind of seeing Champa, uh, the new NXT uh, champion. Just kind of, you know, with that approach of him knowing him winning it. But also, I was watching the match, Ryan, in a way of, wow, they really just don't know how to book Alistair Black as champion. And something just happened with that connection to the audience where it just falls flat now. Um, yes, he's talking a lot more. And to be honest, the stuff I've seen over the past couple of weeks leading up to this match, pretty good. I thought, wow, this is genu- genuinely a takeover match for Brooklyn this is money, and then for for them to do it, you know, three weeks out, kind of a head-scratcher, but obviously set up for a rematch or possibly where we're going the triple threat route. Gosh, is Vince finally watching that product? Let's hope not, but let's be real. That's where it's going to go in Brooklyn. But, yes, I agree. I mean, it wasn't the barn burners that we've seen with, you know, Gargano and Almas or, you know, even Gargano and Ciampa, you know, in Chicago. Um, which I thought was a hell of a match and a, a brutal ending. But I liked how Gargano, you know, it was him, the reason that he won the title. You know, I liked the uh, breaking down of this character and his wife, you know, kind of pushing him aside like, hey, I got my own thing to deal with. I'm going for the, you know, the NXT Women's Championship. I like how he's kind of in that lone spot at the moment after dealing a year of crap with Champa Hell, even when he was on the shelf you know, striving to get that big win. So I think it's, you know, kind of playing on to something. Um, and, yeah, and, and as we discussed, Black has been, we don't know if it's horribly booked or just what's going on, but just that character being the hottest thing, people saying, wow, match of the year with him and Velveteen Dream last fall to, huh, he's world champ. To Huh, that was a match to where are they going to go to him dropping the belt. So that's the real question in all this. Where where does he go?
4: And I think he's main roster bound. I think he comes up after SummerSlam. I think they did the three way to give Champa a lengthier reign, and then at whatever they do for the Survivor Series takeover the War Games, maybe that's when Gargano wins the title from Ciampa, or they wait till Mania. I don't think they'll go that way. Or maybe long, they never give him the title. How about that? I mean, you could do that too. I mean, and it wouldn't be bad. But, like,
0: you look at, you look at so this Alex match, Black and coming of
2: what, he's just the gangrel of this generation?
4: No, but I think the main roster, where it's more character-driven, I think he succeeds better than where NXT, yes, the characters mean something, but it's all about the storylines, and he just never got the storyline going. So I think that's where the main mm-hmm. roster... I th- I think he. I don't think he's gonna get no way Jose on the main roster. You know what I mean? Like I think he's gonna succeed. Yeah. But but like even I you look, at, you look at this man. No way Jose.
2: Do you build him strong right off the
4: bat? Like how do you book this yeah. guy? No, he's he he goes undefeated he for two months or whatever. Yeah, he comes does in and go quiet again. Oh, uh, you don't have to have him talk. Just have him go out there and kick people's heads off. That's all you need. But like where, where I was going was on on this this match with with Ciampa and Alistair Black the focus of the match was Champa and Gargano Black wasn't even the focus of his own match he doesn't headline the pay-per-views you know he's he he's undercard Every, he never he's never headlined a show as champion you know he had an unforgettable hit in regards like how did he hit roster spot then he, he had an unforgettable title defense against Eric Young on a on a on a weekly show that no one talks about. I mean, he, he, his, his defense against Sullivan was marred with a missed kick that Sullivan sold. Like
0: yeah. it's just
4: not. It's not a good title run. It just it just wasn't. I mean, in his match with with Almas was fine, but Almas was on fire at that point. You bring him to the main roster, and he's got a clean slate. That's the thing. That's the advantage of that.
2: Yeah, man, he, he's he's going to have a nice young fan. Well, that sounded weird. He's going to have a good fan base, that's for sure. Um, Like you said, where it's more character-driven along those lines. Um, But, I mean,
0: Let me you know, ask- do you
2: think he's that instance where, you know, he kind of ends, you know, kind of slow? Not slow, but, you know, he ends, I don't know. It, it'll be interesting how he brings them up or if they try to build him up before that main roster spot.
4: I, I, I don't know. The same thing you did with Ember Moon. Ember Moon is working. I don't. I don't think Ember Moon is failing. And if you look at it, the last thing she did in NXT was she jobbed to Shayna Baszler.
2: Yeah.
4: And is she, like she's not in like the most glamorous feuds right now. Obviously on Raw, but to be fair. Everything she done has, has done has been fine, and nothing's hurt her.
1: Mm-hmm. That's what you
4: Black, is just get him on there and get him winning and get him over with the crowd, and then organically let it fall into place. But what <laughs> I do want to ask you is: Is Alistair Black the worst champion in NXT history for that title? Is he the worst NXT champion ever? Wow. I mean, let's break down the lineage. I think I – if you want to try – if you want to pull it up, I think I can do this off memory. Um, there might be a couple. I think I know for the most part. So let's, let's start at the top. Seth Rollins won the tournament and beat uh, – what's his name? Uh, Jinder Mahal. Rollins Rollins better champ than hey.
2: Whoa, whoa! Explain that history. No, I'm kidding. I totally forgot. That was the first uh, the the finals there for the championship. Yeah, he kept swinging the belt around
4: like he did when he was Tyler Black.
2: That bastard.
4: Um, no. But I mean, I I would say he had a better title run than than Alistair Black. Do you agree? Uh,
2: I would say so. Yes. For
4: about four months here, five months. Bo Dallas. Definitely did. Bo Dallas, I think, had one of the best title runs in that company. He was so over, which I still don't get. Yeah, well, I don't know. Just he had
1: charisma,
2: but I wasn't watching NXT at that time, I guess. But he held that title for a pretty long time.
4: Do you have Do you have the history up? Yes,
2: yes, and you also forgot (laughs) Biggie Langston, who was the second NXT Heavyweight Champion.
4: Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Big E beat Rollins, and then Bo Dallas beat Big E. Big E had a great five run.
2: Wins.
4: He was he Big E had it for five. Yeah, from December beat, of
2: 2012
4: to May. Did the the five put you down for five? Five, and he would make them count to five. That was oh, a well, little like right. crazy, and he was that's clapping. Right. A smoker, you know LeBron powder. Paul Dallas had it for like a year. He didn't. He, he like went. He went heel and then one hundred and sixty-one days. Yeah. Well, it was great though because he wanted as a heel. He was CM Punk, and then he dropped it as a, or he wanted as a face and lost it as a heel. He he had so many defenses and such a good run that he changed characters, and that's when he started the believe thing, which was super over in NXT, and then got done. Yep. But he loses it to Neville. Neville had a great run.
2: Wow, he held that for almost a year too. Jeez. Um,
4: Neville then loses it to Sammy Zayn, which I know people are gonna go, well, Sami Zayn had a worse run. No, I think Sami Zayn had a perfect run. That's a guy who's better chasing. You don't want Sami Zayn to be the champion. He's like a Tommy Dreamer where he doesn't need the belt. He knows that. And and would be perfect
0: transition
4: for
2: Kevin Owens, that's what all yeah. that title win was for.
4: And and, and Sammy Zade is a guy where nobody's going to criticize for not having title win. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, well, he never yeah. had a title run. He get it. He's, he's a guy who was great in that role. Yeah. Obviously Kevin, I think his run was totally fine. was good. He loses to Finn Balor. Balor had a fine run. Um, Ballard drops it to Samoa Joe. <laughs> Look
2: at those names you just said. Adrian Neville, Sammy Zayn, Kevin
4: Owens, Finn Ballard. Uh, Joe <laughs> beats Ballard. Joe's first title run was awesome. Now, here's what I'll say maybe we can, maybe we can talk. Uh, so then Nakamura beats him. Joe beats Nakamura back. And then, like, two weeks later, Nakamura wins the title in Japan against Joe. So like maybe that like fourteen day or whatever it was title run that Joe had might have been right there with Alistair Black, but in the context of why they did. I
2: mean yeah, that doesn't really
4: Yeah, I agree. And it was you you because wasn't it like in Osaka so with Nakamura?
2: It in Osaka.
4: Yeah, yeah. That that's kind of what that was for. So so yeah, so we can all avoid that. So now you get rid of Nakamura. Nakamura loses it to Bobby Roode. I would
2: say maybe Bobby Roode might it's not as long as Rude's, but it, it, it's kind of up there. Here's my counter to Bobby. Rude.
4: His best match in WWE and Hideo Itami's best match in WWE were against each other. That was one of the yeah. that was one of my favorite matches in in those those lineage. That was and Chicago, Bobby Rude,
0: wasn't it? Yeah,
4: yeah, I believe it was in May. Yeah, that was the. Uh, the but that match. was
2: also like the first good uh, a Dale match in like years, through but, injuries I, and mismanagement.
4: So so okay so so we'll take Rude's run and we'll we'll stick yeah. that on the wall. So so we got Rude's wall on the run. Rude loses it to McIntyre. McIntyre had an interesting. Um, maybe you could stick. We'll stick McIntyre's on the wall too. Almost yeah. almost had a... Run. I have no beef with anything. Almost did, and then now we go. Alistair Black and then Champa. So, if if we were to compare, nine
2: days Alistair Black's reign, ninety two for McIntyre um, from Nakamura to Rude, which again isn't too much. It's fifty seven days, but Rude to McIntyre was about eight months. So I mean, that's that's a pretty damn good feud. Another or uh, rain. But to me, the matches never
4: this. resonated.
2: But the matches were better <laughs> than what he's had since he's been on the main roster, though. I will say that.
4: If if you were to take Aleister Black's best match in his title run, whichever match you want to pick, I don't care. Well, I don't think any ooh. of them were better than Rudatami.
2: Agreed. Agreed.
4: So that leaves me to McIntyre and Alistair Black are probably the two worst NXT champions, and those are two of the wow. best workers. Isn't that crazy? Like breaking so it down like that is-,
2: is if McIntyre didn't get hurt. Not saying that's that what caused. That's what caused the um, the the you know the reasoning why he lost the title to Amos was the, the finish. But I I think um, who knows you know if he would have chased after almost again if they would have got that rematch. You know, but hey, who knows? Maybe we wouldn't have gotten Gargano almost then, which would have
4: been a shame. Everything that I heard was the reason he dropped it to Almas is because Vince wanted him on the main roster. So, if anything, the injury just slowed him from getting on the main roster. Wow. Uh, which, to be fair, though, obviously you mentioned Gargano Almas, which probably would have happened had the injury not happened. Maybe we wouldn't have got Ziggler McIntyre. Yeah. But that now that now that we're talking this out, I wonder if that's why. I don't know if the timelines match up, but I, I think they do. I wonder if that's why they had Dolph Ziggler walk out when he dropped the the U.S. title and just left is because they <laughs> were going to have him come back with McIntyre then. Such a
2: detective.
4: Ah,
0: uh, get it. <laughs>
2: So, but that was just my little NXT I wanted to talk about. Let's...
4: We'll let's only two, uh, two-time champs, NXT Heavyweight Champs. Yeah, and they traded it. it that's the crazy part. It was Joe and Naka yeah. because they traded it with each other. It's kind of like uh, R.O.A. We never got a two-time champion until uh, Aries did it, I think. I think Aries was the first two-time, and then Adam Cole the only three-time. Wow. Yeah, because... I think Jay Briscoe's a two-time, and then Jay Lethal's a two-time also. I, I got to think of it. I used to be able to do the entire lineage of the ROH title. Maybe that'll be something to mm-hmm. quiz me on something. We got to do wrestling trivia again. Speaking of wrestling, yeah, yeah. Um, we, we're um, we here at Strong Style Media. We're going to be potentially starting another wrestling show each and every week, uh, two of these a week. We just got to figure out what we're going to do, when we're going to do, and why we're going to do it. But we still need to get to you. I have another draft ID in mind I want to do with with uh, Alex and i Um But we also need to get you our mid-year, mid-year award show because we're going into August now. So I'm, I'm proposing <laughs> to you, Alex, Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, one of those days if you're free, we should do it this week. I'm calling you out on the spot right here.
2: I am home this weekend. Dun, dun, dun.
4: Yeah, girl. Maybe you'll see us yeah. Friday. Standard time. Wrestlecast Radio there we go. Mid Mid Year Award. All right, we may be here Friday. We we're, we're going to try to make this work for you,
0: but let's our not just
2: of the Year Award Show. Yeah. it's all New Japan. One CML show, as well as three Slam anniversaries one ROH, and a G1 Long Beach Special match
4: that will and live I mean, in our hearts
2: forever.
4: Uh, let's not forget Masashi Takeda and Asami Kodoka from Big Japan June twentieth. Yes, <laughs> was that the uh
2: the light bulb match? I was just gonna say the light bulb match. Uh, japanese the death... bulb match.
4: Oh that match I you know, I went back and rewatched it like a week ago and there was still points when I was popping like, Oh I didn't recognize r- realize they did that. God that match was good. Like that match gets did better for
2: me. Ishimori and, and Horomu Zagahashi
4: is in on your list? God yeah, that's on my list. Sorry, deathmatch. My dude, if you look at my awards, I have like thirty matches on my match of the year. I still need to Jeez. like to, I, I'm gonna get it to ten because we had ten nominees. You need last to
2: year. show, you need to show Sydney like like five minute clips of each match and the best responses go on.
0: <laughs> I'm like, hey, what's up?
2: <laughs> that's how you know. <laughs> that's how you know he's your son. By the way, today, a
4: when uh, Folly and Maccabay's match happened, and Makabe came out, with his middle finger's out. <laughs>
1: Sydney looks at me and goes,
0: Uh oh! Uh oh!
4: <laughs> I was like, Yeah, so he's going to die, buddy. Here comes Bogey Oh,
2: man. No, I thought he On was this- talking about Bray Wyatt's career.
0: Oh! Oh!
4: Yeah. Apparently
0: Bray Wyatt had a match
4: at a house show with Kevin Owens over the weekend. Ooh,
0: that would
2: be awesome! You remember we were teased that match like a year and a half ago? We're like, that's, that's gonna break records of wrestling, <laughs> Marx's arts, and then it never happened.
4: Oh, um, so let's knock out this universe crap so we can get to the G one. Um
0: mm-hmm.
4: But Raw, we obviously kind of already talked about it. I want Evolution, to get your opinion. Man.
0: Everything you, is mystery.
4: I was like, damn, I didn't even think about that. R.I.P. Lemmy. Do you think they're doing this the right way? Or when she said 50 superstars from now, then, and forever, because they obviously had to use that stupid-ass catchphrase
0: in there. <laughs> I mean,
4: like, it didn't even, like, grammatically make sense. Fifty women from now, then, and forever. Like that doesn't make sense. Like English, proper yeah. English doesn't work. And then, and then Michael Cole, the big dog, and the women of now, then, and for. Like it's, now, you got him saying it, and it's like it's like a parrot. Um,
0: buzzwords. Well, Is yeah. this
4: right idea of having fifty women on the show? Does this mean one they already know the fifty obviously that are going to be on it, and two? Are they going to shoe on in a battle royal and a, a six way, and is it just kind of like, come on, guys? Oh, it's
2: some... going to be multiple, multiple uh, matches of like ten on ten, but the main event is ah. going to be your classic twenty on twenty. No, um, obviously a battle royal. It's, it's just unfortunate that, you know, I, I don't know. I, I I'm I'm intrigued on who they're going to get. If they're gonna bring back, you know, is, is a Blaze gonna be in it? Like, is is it, I I don't know what they're gonna do. I'm I'm intrigued. I like the idea of possibly a Mickey James and Trish Stratus match, since she was like, hey, let's let's go again, you know. I think that would be an intriguing matchup. That you know. People of our era, you know, we we remember that feud, that WrestleMania 22 moment, um, you know, between them. And, you know, that was just such an interesting year that they had <laughs> so many twists and turns and smells or what have you. Um, it was just amazing. Um, so that would be awesome. But, yeah, you know, there's going to be a battle royal. But, you know, there's also going to be like a 10 on 10 match. The 10 of now versus the 10 of yesterday.
4: Oh, man, that's going to be...
0: Uh,
4: you know, and if you're going to book Trish in a match, why not have a wrestle like Charlotte?
2: Do you want her against Charlotte, or do you want her no. against, like, a Sasha?
4: Yeah, look, okay, so, like, storyline reasons Charlotte makes the most sense because of how what, well they built her, but you're right. Yeah. Like, we've grown to realize that Charlotte's not she's not the best woman they got. You know, she's, Mm -hmm. she's Sasha. You know, Charlotte, actually, did you see the thing she said where she's, she feels she's better as a heel than a face and she wishes she could redo her first year in WWE because she felt that she was the weak link in all those Sasha matches.
2: Yeah. Wow. I didn't hear that, but no, I mean, that's, that's, I like her honesty. It was a very interesting year. That's for sure. I mean, and she's improved, obviously, you know, dramatically, and, and she is good. I just think there's a lot of other stuff that's happening. I think, you know, the the, the fame and, and the admiration where she didn't get that, as she stated, that first year because, you know, she wasn't on the top of her game where, you know, finally she became the queen, and, and it was just such a believable character with then on SmackDown. It's the total opposite, and she's blundered. Like Randy Orton's blunder when they're like, What do we do in this situation? I'm not like this and and they craft their character on how it should be and, and they're just lost in a rut. But here's another match. Why not a Lita Becky Lynch match? I'm not the biggest Lita fan, but I, I think uh, the the lucha meets kind of a last I don't kicker. Think she could,
0: wrestle.
2: could be good. Oh, she can't wrestle anymore? Yeah, I
4: think she's got like neck problems like in the Rumble? No, she wasn't. Oh, she commentator. That's right. Yeah.
5: But Damn no, you're you like, that,
4: that makes sense. Like, I was going to say Lita, uh, Lita and Sasha. Sasha wasn't. Or yeah. Lita wasn't. No, but that's
2: like, think,
0: that's
2: a. I just think Sasha was. and Trish could be good just to, again, to their conflicting styles. But I think Trish can, can like, calm her down. Easier and quicker than some of her opponents over the last couple of years.
5: You know what I would
4: love to see for Sasha where she's not, like, if Sasha were Trish, I think she's got to carry Trish from, you know, Trish just not being in there as much as she used to be, obviously. And, you know, Sasha's, Sasha's very good. There's, there's a reason that day one, like, for me personally on NXT, she was the one I gravitated towards first because I saw she was the best wrestler. And usually, you know yep. that those are the ones I gravitate to. That's why I'm, the, I'm one of the, you know, one of the only big proprietors of Machine Gun Carl Anderson is because he's one of the best workers they have. They just don't use him. That's why I love Gargano and Pete Dunne and guys like that. Sasha's that. She's she's the best I I I put her on par with Oscar. I really think she's that good. And it just depends on the dance partner and how much she has to she has to do things for. And if they didn't mm-hmm. have such a sour relationship as we saw with the glow thing, I would have loved to see Sasha Russell awesome Kong.
2: Oh, wow. That, that
1: would be
4: is... tremendous.
2: Yeah, you could build that
4: beautifully. Because <laughs> Sasha Banks is like Rey Mysterio. Just beat the hell out of me. Yeah, I'm going to exactly.
2: bump my ass I can imagine her being flung long. From, like, every aspect of that
4: she, ring inside she, and out. And let, let me let me paraphrase. Not Rey Mysterio. Let me say Shawn Michaels. She's somebody who is good working somebody bigger than her because she knows how to play to their strengths mm-hmm. while still doing meaningful attacks that don't make the bigger... Like, when she works Nia, she's not doing mm-hmm. shit to Nia. Excuse me. She's not... Whatever. She's not doing shit to Nia that makes Nia look bad for selling it. She's doing attacks yeah. to Nia that still makes Niall look good for putting it over. You know, unlike yeah. when people put Braun to Chinlock and he sells it. You know, Sasha's good at that stuff. And, you know, it, it resonates to me the same way of how good Gail Kim was with, oh, my, there we go. I want to see mm-hmm. Sasha Banks Gail Kim. Give me that. You want to give me something? Give me Sasha Banks Gail Kim. Woo! Woo, well, man.
2: unfortunately, he has declined any yeah. invites if there would be one.
4: Man. That would be dope,
2: though. Kim oh, and Kong back in the day—that was impact oh, wrestling. Right Anything with Kong. Look
4: at how favorite wow. match Gil got out of Taryn Terrell. Terrence Terrell.
0: Terrence Terrell. Who's who's <laughs> the chick who beat up Drew McIntyre? Terrence Terrell. Terrence Terrell.
4: <laughs> oh man. I still still tell people about. Like, dude, my buddy's got a story about this guy that to playing for the Bears. I still think that's the funniest thing ever because that's, like, the biggest – like, when I when I take that David Terrell story in a nutshell and I think about it, I go, there's no humanly way possible that something like that ever happened. That's how crazy it is. Therefore, I have to tell every <laughs> human being because I'm like, you're never – half the people get me like, okay. And I'm like, that doesn't blow your mind that this happened? Like, that doesn't – no. God, you guys are idiots and I just walk away. But in my mind when I go what's that story, I'm like, dude, you gotta hear the story I was told. It's like when we found out that we we managed Nail's daughter. Yeah. Still gonna well, tell Bruce really Pritchard watching. at, at
2: a podcast about. Or 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 when um oh gosh, yeah. Uh maybe we should track <laughs> her down, we should interview her. Um <laughs> no joke. Um what if gosh, what was I gonna say? Oh, you totally lost me. I had something really great, but go on. You had me at Nails' daughter for some reason. I was like, no, you
1: had me at Nails' daughter. <laughs> think about that.
4: Oh my god, that was. I, I cannot wait to tell Bruce Prichard about that. But no, I just. Anyway, getting back on track. Hey, do you here, think like... it ran in the family?
2: Uh, with a the, uh, that they couldn't work. I <laughs> forgot her work with
4: no, I don't think she was that good. I think she just leaned a lot and said she was tired. Huh? <laughs> it sounds
2: familiar.
4: <laughs> I mean, there was we had like we had like forty-one people on that overnight staff. I remember one of the last nights before before Black Friday when like somebody went and got Taco Bell for everybody, and Taco yep. Bell morale didn't screw up the order, which blew my mind for one. But two, it was like. Ninety four dollars, and there was like twenty five people just eating Taco Bell in this small breaker. But I walked in there, and I, I wanted to say, what? was
2: that me? Was
4: that me and Bruce Yang? No, because it was it was the it was the the overnight we was ran. It, it might have been because it was when we had like D'Angelo and uh, Tim. Yeah, and Nail Potter. Oh <laughs> Tim. uh, What was his name? Tim Woods? Was that his
2: name? I have no idea, but he just got shouted out on WrestleCast Radio. That's how how important we thought of this past Monday night's uh, Raw, everybody, on the (laughs) 23rd of July.
4: Jump into electronics, and I'm like, and Tim was my line cue, and I was like, Tim, the next dude that jumps this line, you need to go all boys in the hood on their ass and keep them in line. He goes,
1: alright, Ryan, I got you. And this dude tries to
4: walk on the ES, the security thing, to get farther in line. And he goes, Man, hell no, homie. And he like holds him back, and everybody starts clapping, like, All right, Tim. Like, all oh, like the moms.
0: And he's like, Oh, hell
4: yeah, Ryan, I got you now.
0: <laughs> Meanwhile, Chris Catson
4: is selling the wrong computers to people, and I have to mark them down now.
0: No, he snow globes.
4: You lost some money on those. Yeah. Yeah, they were selling the wrong, they like, people would come up with the tickets, and they would, the guy was like, they had a ticket for one laptop, and they're like, I'll take three, and Kasten's like, all right, he'd sell them three, I'm like, why did you sell that guy three, he's like, well, he had a ticket, I'm like, you had a ticket for one, you dumbass, so now he's a computer, anyway, we,
2: coming to Strong Style Media, tales from the RS, <laughs> so we, we we'll get, oh, we'll get a new employee every week, and we talk, <laughs> Bloomington,
4: <laughs> Minnesota.
2: I'm not kidding. I think this is what we do.
4: I should call. I'll call Elijah right now on air. I don't have any shame. <laughs> Elijah. Or, I mean Isaiah. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> Davy, Davy. The B team defeats the, the leader of worlds. I want a star in a quarter. Well,
2: I thought we were going to New Japan.
4: Oh,
0: we're, yeah. Well, let me just
4: <laughs> <laughs> defeat. I just wrote jobbers. I don't know who... I don't remember who they wrestled. Do you remember who they wrestled? I
2: probably would say jobbers as well.
4: Yeah, star and a quarter. Um, we are talking and about the leader of worlds, right? As the jobbers? Yeah, yeah Sasha and Bailey defeated them, and then they, they like, fake kissed. Um, Nanny defeats oh. Mickey James. I want a star and a quarter. Mojo Rawley okay. defeats Tyler Breeze. I one and a quarter. I did say to myself, mm-hmm. I wish Mojo Rawley for his, like... How hard he tries was a, was a better wrestler. That was the most thought yeah. I gave to that match. Uh, Finn Balor defeats Drew McIntyre. I went two and a quarter. The minute it started picking up, we got interference because guess yeah. what? We're into a tag team match. God damn you, WWE.
0: Excuse I me was so again. damn
4: disappointed,
2: but at least I thought it was a pretty good tag match. But yeah, as as you you hit it right on the nose, I was getting up from my couch thinking, wow, this is the match I've, I've needed on Raw for a long, long time, and then just the DQ, and I'm like, really? Tag match, and then ding, 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 and we'll be right back. Yeah,
0: I was like, what in the but It was so good.
2: It was a fun little tag match, though.
4: Was but McIntyre right.
2: looked strong. He looked good. Uh, Balor, you know, he, I thought he was picking up tremendous steam until, of course, the aforementioned... Uh, the firing <laughs> squad, a gimmick.
4: See, they are watching uh, New Japan. Well, I mean, I was going to say, they're watching Impact with the way they do Gargano and uh, Ciampa because and, <laughs> and, and they're doing Eddie Edwards and his gimmick. But uh, uh, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor defeat Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre. I went two and three quarters. Uh, Ember Moon defeats Liv Morgan. On on, on, on.
2: Go back to that last match. What would Jen grade the match and or the winner's? Of that
0: match,
4: uh, eight stars. <laughs> and then she would make, make some like, ad? yeah, perverted comments about Seth Rollins. Whoa, whoa. Should we, should we call her and ask her?
2: <laughs> no, no.
4: Ember <laughs> uh, defeats The I went two stars. And then Bobby, uh, Roman Reigns beat Bobby Lashley. I went two and a half. Whatever.
0: She beat it her perfect.
4: three
2: weeks out of four, by the way. Ember Moon beat what? Liv Morgan that. That's insane.
4: Yeah. And what was funny about it is that, like, after the nefarious acts from Sarah Logan and the Sarah Logan match, Ember Moon has decided she finally wants Liv Morgan, and it's next. I'm like, finally? She just beat her <laughs> ass, like, two weeks in a row like this? And that's when I hit I hate, a row. I hate company. <laughs> um, we go to SmackDown. We already talked about the promo. Andrade Sien almost defeats Rusev. I went two and three quarters. Almost went three stars.
2: A uh, fun opener. I, I liked how um, it kind of started. Uh, Zelina Vega, though, uh, tremendous interaction with Lana, um, as per usual, over the last week um, via also social media. But, um, no, I thought this was uh, a fun opener, showcase. almost a little bit more uh, quicker than, than what I thought, but we got the in-commercial action, but uh, I, I liked the dissension with Rusev Day. Uh, I liked how the fans were, were kind of pro-Almus in this, Of Rusev still getting a lot of love. The only thought that I had after this match, though, Ryan, is I was very happy that they didn't start Almus in a feud with Ty Dillinger for the usage Dang. and the power of 10.
4: Dang. That would have sucked
2: nuts. So I'm very happy they happen with Rusev at the moment, leading into
4: something hopefully
2: very, very big.
4: Um, I was I was into the Zelina Vega getting on the apron and the two of them doing the Lij, or I should say Los Renobles because they you know he did start it. Uh, yeah. Corey, Green
1: was, oh, he's Trent Kilo
4: Cole, mm-hmm. or Phillips or whatever. Like, okay, thank you. Uh, but shout out to Shout out to Lotta too She she takes the bump And then sells And then immediately like Changes her whole selling She's like oh I better sell The actual bump bump It's like oh Like damn Lotta <laughs> uh, Asuka defeats Billy Kay Went two stars Becky defeated Carmella Obviously she was going to Because you got to make The match for SummerSlam I went two and a quarter And the New Day over Saturday I went two and a half uh, okay. we, we find out against the bar next week. That was WWE. So we have... Let's break. Anything else you want to talk about WWE? I'm sorry I kept you uh, talking about it too long. <laughs> you know what? I, I'm not even worried if you have something to say because we don't need to talk about it because it's WWE. We're going to break. When we come back, we have four nights of the G1 to go over. And uh, once again, man, we had, we had some fun and we had some blah. But I'm going to eat crow on something. I do want to talk who our MVPs are so far in the tournament. And mathematically, the B Block already has three people eliminated from the tournament, which I thought was awesomely crazy after five shows from the B block. So we'll talk that as well, Don't go away. Rest the cast. Hit the button. Sick of doing those big leagues. We'll try doing one day fantasy over at DraftKings.com. The guys over at DraftKings send us your boys up at Strong Style Media with our own promo code. Go on to DraftKings.com. Sign up today, make your first deposit, put in promo code STRONGSTYLE, and you'll get a bonus. It's that simple. Join in, play some games,
1: have some fun. Week 1's coming, August 2nd. Can't wait.
5: Strong Style Media presents SportsCast Radio, the one that started it all. With your host, Ryan Cook, and me, Jordan Jiskra. We're going to be giving you everything, and I mean everything, Everything from baseball, football, basketball, hockey, field hockey, soccer, boxes, bike, puppet, sport, bumper, pop-up, survivor, even that weird sport where they do the hurdles and jump puddles in track and field. Alright, maybe not that one. But from the college to the pros and from the rings to the rink, we've got you covered. SportsCast Radio.
4: Fan of Pro Wrestling like we are? Yeah, we got you covered. From WWE, New Japan, Ring of Honor, Impact. Yeah. lucha underground yeah. all japan and yeah. more we're talking yeah. the highs and lows in pro yeah. wrestling heck yeah. we're even giving you people yeah. from the okadas yeah. and omega we're even yeah. talking the bone soldiers yeah. and entomori no. sorry no. Daniel. we'll stick to guys like this
0: Everything is evil.
4: ryan cook here and you can check me out along with my co-host alex Mello each monday night 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the Strong Style View Network.
3: Calling all fight fans worldwide. My name is Elijah McNeil. And I'm one half of the best boxing podcast on the net, the one and only Standing 8 Count Radio. Do you like hard-hitting commentary, analysis, and banter? Tune in on Sundays at 10 p.m. with my co-host, Ryan the technical legend, Cook, and I break it down, that's Standing 8 Count Radio, 10 p.m. Sundays, Strong Style Media.
2: Tune in and Google Play to hear all the eclectic offerings here at Strong Style Media. We are conglomerates.
4: Somohiro Ishii.
0: Woo woo seeds. He
4: every the year real life dude. No, last week when we talked, I said to you, um, I cannot wait that we're finally on the twenty eighth getting abushi and Ishii. And you asked yes. me, like, they have a history, and I said, My God, do they have a history? And every time they top it, oh my god, did they top it again? This match was incredible.
2: I More than incredible, man. I, uh, uh, I would say probably in my upper, probably top three of the four nights for sure, if not number one, because they were just slapping the crap out of each other. And the other thing is, Abushi was not scared. I uh, neither was Ishi, of course. But Abushi, man, he was going toe to toe, headbutt to headbutt, hell, brain brainbuster to brainbuster to Ishi. And it was a damn treat, and a reason why I do love professional wrestling.
4: When when they no sold brainbusters and stood up shaking their head, I almost yeah. tipped my chin over.
0: <laughs> and then
4: <laughs> and then when Abushi just got sick of it and throat punched him, I Snapchatted that. I don't ever Snapchat the G one in case I'm giving out spoilers to people. I didn't care.
0: Yeah.
4: I was like the, the public need to see that this guy just got punched in the throat. Somebody somebody sent me a message that says only in Japan does somebody really punch a guy in the throat
0: like I mean, multiple
2: times. I thought he was such a Richard for that because he was just going at Ishii's throat. I was like,
1: damn 20... dude,
2: like he, he was totally healing it up, if you will. But he was just wanting to win. He needed those two.
4: He he gave him that second one, and Ishii just snot flies out. My like, God, yeah. Um, so. Let's talk this before, before we kind of just break down the matches, like obviously. So real quick, let, let's do this. Let's I'll, I'll run through the four nights and just give the results for people that need the results. Then let's just talk about it. uh um, cause I mean, if we're going to, if we've done everything again, you know, last week I think was, we did it right by not breaking everything down and talking the results then breaking it after. So yeah, and for the people scoring at home, I'll give you the quick star rating too. Um, so the 26th was the first show. Uh, Goto defeated Yano. I went two stars. Nayo defeated Tomatonga. I went two and a half. Zack Sabre beat Ishii. I went three and three quarters. Omega beat Juice. I went three and three quarters. And Sonata beat Abushi. I went four and a half. Um, okay. Then we had Suzuki over Elgin on the 27th. I went three and three quarters. Evil over Page. I went three and three quarters. Folly over White. I went two and a half. Tanahashi over Makabe. I went three and a quarter. And Okada over Yoshihashi. I went four and a half on Okada Hashi. Wow. Yoshihashi showed out these two nights. Uh, 28th, I went three and a half on Zack Sabre over Tamatanga. I went three and a half on... What did you give it? I went three and a half on Zack Sabre Tamatanga. I really liked it. I think it was the best match for Tamatanga. Two, Sidiano I thought was awesome with three and a half. Uh, Obviously, Ibushi and Ishii, I went five. Night over Godo I went three and three-quarters. And Omega over Sonata, I went four. And then lastly, on the, uh, the show last night, Folly over Makabe, I went two stars. And I was being That's gracious in the- that one.
2: Yeah, I was about uh, to say.
4: Oof. Uh, Jay White over Hangman Page, I went four and three-quarters. I loved this match just as much as I loved the other one. Uh, Suzuki over Evil, I went three and three-quarters. Uh, Tanahashi over Yoshihashi. I went four and a quarter. Another stellar night from Yoshihashi. and Okada I over Elgin. Three quarters again. I thought Okada Elgin was great. So those are our results as we went through. So let's let's start with the twenty sixth. Uh, obviously, like I said, go what's that?
2: No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just I was gonna go on a firing squad rant, but before. <laughs> We went to that. I thought we had a good opener, a nice, strong uh, Goto showing, if you will, especially after the last couple of losses he, he's experienced in the, uh, the last few
4: nights. Are you talking about against Toro Yano? Yes. Now, I would two stars on it. What did you like that I missed? I thought this –
1: I guess I the one the-
2: thing I liked was Goto just kind of getting everything back on track for him. Even though it seemed like it didn't matter at night ten, um, but uh, no, I you know I thought for what it was, I like the quickness of it. And you know what I liked about Orion is because a guy actually got pinned after a finisher. There wasn't a yeah. kickout. There wasn't another kickout. There wasn't a false finish. There wasn't an interference. It was just wham bam. Thank you, GTR. It's over. Like I'm gonna spike you now because I've had enough. I've had the wrestle, you know, long ass matches the last, you know, two out of the four nights, even though they had a nice break finally, which you know probably rejuvenated Goto. Uh, but uh, no, I, I liked it for that aspect that they the, they won a match with one time of a finisher.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: And you know, maybe I didn't look at it right, and I I should have looked at it was a good squash for a good reason. So maybe I, maybe yeah. I'll change my tone. I just need to go through it. Um. I will say this to you. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some match ratings, and I want you to tell me that which wrestler is responsible for these ratings. Uh, four stars. Let me go to the next one. Three and a half stars. Um, let me move on here. Uh, three and a half stars. Okay. Three and a half stars, and that's the last of it. So You're out of, of those, both... three and a half for Sonata and Ibushi no, that's my match rating for Toro Yano.
2: Oh, okay. Oh, gotcha. I, hundred percent agree. Toro right. Yano's had a hell of a, hell of a tournament, a la you know Taguchi at the uh, the Bosj. Um, you
0: good, know, where it's serious. Good comparison.
4: good comparison. You know, you you made you made my son proud with that comparison. I'm like, hey, what's up, double- <laughs>
0: That
4: was tremendous. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: like this I... is they're serious for once. You know, it's not they the you know, the comedy is there but it's in light, light form, maybe about one percent of the match. And Yanu, you know, and, and you say I'm marking out by listening to English commentary, I found out that Yanu has a multiple personalities. I just thought he was just, you know, the Eugene of New Japan. I had no idea this was a whole facade of many multiple personalities. So when Kevin Kelly says that, they said, oh, yeah, you remember one of his personalities a la split, the wonderful M. Night Shyamalan surprise of 2017, watch out for Glass next year, um, where it was like, oh, yeah, one of his backgrounds, he was an amateur wrestler. And I was like, yeah. oh, tight. And then it was that long-ass eight-minute match where I was like, I'm intrigued you pulled me in. Let's go, Yanu, where before I would fast-forward all that hijinks and whatever, but hell, him and Abushi are throwing pads at each other and just beat the crap yeah. out of all four pads. Where I would have fast forward a match like that, but he's serious, and he's into it, and I just thought in this route, it made sense for Goto to squash him, because that's the guy who who has had a chance,
4: surprisingly,
2: because apparently I suck at calling Goto matches in G1 tournaments, uh, but uh, I, I thought this was just a good showcase for both. Riyano didn't look too bad, but Goto, he was, you know, just is the better wrestler.
4: It, as much as people harp, and I'm one to harp on the Toro Yano being in the G1 thing, this year, these matches are welcome. Like, I'm excited to see yeah. what they're going to do, because everything is different. Like, Agreed. Like, with, you know, Juice, I can't remember what Juice did, and he only ended up using one hand, and he's holding up the cast. He's like, I never used it. You know, and, yeah. and then <laughs> he goes for Pulp Friction, and they keep spinning and spinning, and Juice is like, what the hell? And he's freaking out. Cause he just keeps spinning with them. Like, obviously, we talked to Ishii and Yano. I went four stars on that. Yano's throwing belly to bellies and stuff. Like,
1: yeah. I went
4: back and watched when it was it was Nakamura versus uh, Togi Makabe. And, uh, God, this was 2012, I think. And Toro Yano turns on Great Bash heel because he was with – Honman Makabe and he joins Nakamura and those are the initial two that started chaos okay Yano's doing no comedy whatsoever he's got bleach blonde hair and he's in there just beating the hell out of Togi Makabe and I'm like god this guy was good I can't discredit him for being able to transition to somebody who doesn't have to take the bumps and still put on matches that are entertaining I can't mm-hmm. I can't knock him anymore. Because if you watch old Yano, that dude could work. He wasn't bad. It was kinda like how everyone put over back in the day how, how entertaining Takeshi uh Takashi Azuka was. Whereas now he you know, he's the guy who comes down with the iron claw and he's like a Pokemon on a <laughs> chain you know, which is a gimmick. But that dude was a really good worker when he first started. It's just he found something that worked and you know, you can't really discredit that if it's you know, if I could make a living being Toro Yano and wrestling. Why would I complain?
2: Exactly.
1: You know, exactly.
2: And on the nights that's called, you know, or in this case, the 17 nights that are called for you to wrestle, um, you know, you can do that. And then on your tag matches, which, you know, I admit, you know, I watch every now and then unless, you know, Jay White's on it, then I will be watching. Uh, that's when you can do your comedy where the G1, you know, tournament matches, you know, it, it's called for a different Yano. And, and like you said, we, we applaud everything that he's doing. I mean, yes, he's gotten, you know, a win here and there. But, uh, you know, for sure, one of the highlights of this tournament so far in a in a stream of nothing but highlights, per se. Even though, like you did say, you know, before commercial break, though, there have been some matches and some nights where you're just like, huh?
4: Yeah, there has been some down. Um, I do want to bring up one one, one, or two matches that I really well, I mean, I guess you could say three that were that were really fun. Um, obviously, Zack Sabre Tomauro Ishi was fun. I love the yeah. transition into the armbar where Ishi tapped. I thought that was really good. Yeah. Omega Juice was good, but it wasn't as good as last year's, so that kind of hurt it for me because last year's one Juice got the victory. It was, I mean, I think it went five stars in that match. I just, hey, you know what I actually have my I have my board right in front of me. Hold
0: on, Juice
4: Robinson. Let's see, Uh, Kenny Omega, Juice Robinson. I went four stars on it. I thought I went higher. Um, I went three and a quarter on this one. But you know, the the one the one thing is, you know, you know, you congratulate him after, but you get to that main event. How fun was Sonata Ibushi?
0: It was incredible.
2: That end stretch was a thing of beauty. I didn't know who was flipping what, who was, you know, into a neck breaker, who was getting, you know, need in the face. Um, but, but Sonata, my gosh, that, that was just a beautiful 40-second sequence to end it, uh, not only for making Abushi uh, pretty much go limp uh, in the skull end, but for him just to get up and, and go for the moonsault. Um, after, again, Abushi was just physically out. Kudos to him for selling. Uh, it, that, that was just a hell of a match. I thought, um, again, a, a star-making match for Sonata. He is showing, you know, as he did last year, um, where I think he's at the same point total at this time as well. Um, you know, it starts off strong and, you know, kind of split in the back end. But I think him and Evil are going to, you know, kind of direct their path. And it's, it's going to be fun the, the the latter half of this tournament.
4: I'm um, going to the 27th. Suzuki Elgin, I went three and three quarters. Like I said, it was it was fun. Uh, evil uh, Haley Page. Great, great sequence at the end.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
4: yeah. It was a shots. nice finish. And yeah, when he hit that, I was like, God. And Just, Suzuki looks so damn.
3: Like, was beautiful.
4: He looks so damn sadistic when he pins these guys too. Yeah. <laughs> like, um. I'm gonna do this right now and eat crow. I talked about him a lot, and I thought about it, and it, and if it wasn't Nakamura, Tanahashi, or Okada, I think I'm wrong. Bad Luck Foley sucks. <laughs> like, I I see him against Nakamura and Tanahashi and Okada and even Ishii, and I'm like, this dude has four or five star matches. Like, this guy's not that bad. People need to give him a chance. This G one. I have never seen somebody who's lacked effort as much as him. Like he just doesn't seem to try.
2: Don't their shirts say it all, though? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, my thing like, is, is why would you do heelish stuff against the biggest heel in your company? Uh, to me, it just made it didn't make anyone look good. To me, this was just a dud of a match.
4: And and if you're gonna go that route, there should have been a hell of a lot more cheating.
2: Yeah. So you know, well, with those two guys.
4: Chaos, well, they. I mean, I mean to be fair, they don't like him so. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> but where's
2: where's where's Yo at least? Come on, he's at least trying to groom Yo. At least show a little bit of love.
4: Here's here's my thing is, if it came down to it, I almost would rather have a guy like Ujro, in here instead of Folly. Yeah, I mean at least you know you watch those tags. There was a fun tag with Abushi and Yujiro um, on the, I think it was the night thirty undercard, might have been uh, or the night eleven undercard. Like, like at least it was Yujiro was working over. Oh yeah, it was Yo and Goto I watched against. Yeah, it was it was uh, the, the show for Monday. It was it was Yo and Goto against Abushi and. Yujiro was one of the the prelim takes. You got gotta watch everything, uh, story reason wise, and like even Yujiro is like directing traffic with Yo when he when they're just working mid match. I'm like at least he tries. Like Fale just he gets hit. and He can barely stand up. Half the, uh, I don't know. I I praise him because he's had a lot of great matches, but a lot of it was me trying to fight fight you when you didn't watch his matches to get you to watch his matches. So I was just saying things. Yeah. And I think I got a little too egregious and over the top, but I'm going to eat the crow right now. The tournament
2: isn't helping it with all the WCW booking and that they're doing with the firing squad. Um, <laughs> so do you, do you want the Tokyo Pimp, Taichi, or, um, or uh, what was it? What's his name? I can't think of his name. Uh, Chase... What?
4: Chase Owens?
2: Yes, Chase Owens. I wanted to say Chase Daniels. Yes, the wonderful Chase Owens. Out of those three, who do you think deserves it instead of a bad luck
0: follow? Who would you
2: slide in? Not deserved it. That's bad. You,
0: who would you, you slide
2: you, in?
4: So you said Yujiro, Chase, and who was the third?
2: Uh, Taichi. So,
4: ooh, the newer heavyweight. Um, I would probably do Taichi because I think it would make the most sense so you could get him to push because you moved him to heavyweight. Mm-hmm. Perfect, I guess uh Okada Yoshihashi. 90, I, even though
2: uh, uh, wins and losses don't matter in uh, at least WWE, but uh, in a tournament <laughs> they do. Uh, even though he's compiled more L's, um, pretty damn good matches. I, I I did enjoy him and Evil um, on on night ten here as well, or nine. Sorry.
4: Obviously, bring up night eleven. You know, jumping the gun. I mean. I went four and a quarter on Paige and Jay White. Yeah, the, yeah,
0: that he, was yeah.
4: Back where he couldn't do the flip clothesline. Adam Page, yeah, we said it. And here, here's the thing too: is Adam Page just like Juice Robinson is not winning matches, but he's looking good in everything he's doing. Mm-hmm. Every match he's
2: and coming the crowd up,
0: looking was
4: chanting
2: good. for him, like mm-hmm.
4: not Bullet Club.
2: Like, But they were saying Adam Page, like his name, not even Hangman. They were, like, cheering his name. So, I mean, he's definitely respecting uh, the, the audience out there and in Japan. The
4: thing for the beauty of this tournament is, you know, okay, obviously there's usually three, four guys that are going to be in line to win this thing. But, you know, if you show up and you show out, you will get recognized for it. And Juice did it last year, and look at He's got a title right now. Yeah. You know, He's just showing out right now. Who knows what's what's next for him? So I I love it. I think he's doing tremendous. I have an overall
2: question then for you. What's the biggest surprise so far um, through uh, what is it? Uh, Eleven nights um, that uh, that Omega is undefeated. That there's already three eliminations. Or that a certain ace is back on top in a, I would say, rather weakened Block A. Um, what, what's kind of the, the big headline so far out of this first half?
4: Obviously, you mentioned the eliminations. The fact that Juice and Tamatanga are both mathematically eliminated because they can only finish yeah. at 10 points. Whereas Kenny Omega, though, has 10 and he's beat both of them. So he already has the tiebreaker. It, you know, Tamatanga, who changed a lot of people's brackets and predictions because of the the angle at the Cow Palace, made a lot of people yeah. think that he was going to do a lot more, me included. And Juice, Juice is one I didn't think it would matter because I think it was already booked as it was. But I thought those were two guys that would have at least gotten some more points, Tamatanga especially. Toriano being yeah. Mathematics. Torriano technically isn't eliminated. If he beats Kenny and wins out and Kenny loses out and everybody above him doesn't win, he can get to 10 points and win, which won't happen. But I think, <laughs> like, like that
0: you,
4: sport, that means, yeah, that means Naito can't win any more matches. Um, Abushi, Saber, and Sonata can only win one more time. Like, that's not going to happen. They have four more yeah. shows left. Um, you know, so I just, it's one of those things where, where I don't, I think that might be one of the most telling things. I think if you really want to go into it, I think the the fact that I arguably think my MVP is, is Yano might be my biggest shock of the tournament. And, you know, there's no show tonight, but there's one tomorrow, August 1st. Yano's, Yano's got Naito. Yano's Naito, got yeah. He's got Sonata. He's got Kenny Omega. And the last night he's got Tamatanga. All four of those matches, those four dudes can all do that Toro style and do it well.
1: This yes. dudes
4: couldn't have a great tournament. But I will say, when you want to talk night's 9 under two wins in that
2: stretch of matches.
4: <sighs> well, I think he's going to get one for sure.
2: Against Naido? Or does he upset Omega for Naito to tie him? I think him Even beating though, o- Omega has the tiebreaker. I guess so. I guess that wouldn't matter.
4: I would love to see him beat Kenny to stop Kenny's momentum. Okay. Because here's the kicker: is so so Naito say Naito wins out, right?
5: And Yano
4: beats Omega, and Omega now. Go, so so let's let's look at this. So Naito beats Yano gets to. 10 points. Omega beats Saber, gets to the 12. Then, then uh, Naido beats Ibushi, he gets to 12. Omega beats Ishii, gets to 14. Second to last night, Naido defeats Sonata, gets to 14. Yano beats Omega, which then keeps Omega at 14. Naito beats Saber and gets to 16. Now Kenny Omega has to beat Koto Ibushi to win the block. So now your main event need. Science. Now, I think there's a chance, too, that we could see Ishii beat Omega. Because then you could make Ishii get a title shot. And then you counter that. What's that?
2: No, I said which would be well-deserved.
4: And then you could counter that loss by having Sonata beat Naito to give Sonata the big win over his, his LIJ leader. And then that way you could still go the same route where you could have a Toro beat Omega and bring it down to the last night. And which you know, if, if you do it correctly, Zach Sabre's got six Naito's got eight with Naito taking the loss to Sonata Sabre, See, but Sabre's got to beat Omega then. So I think, I don't know, I think Sabre, I think we're going to go down to the night where where we're going to see Naito beat beat Zack Sabre, and then it's going to be all up to Kenny Omega. He's got to get a win or a draw. No, he's got to, yeah, he's got to get a win to beat Abushi. otherwise Naito wins the block.
5: I think that's what, huh. what
4: it's going to be up to on the last night.
0: So, uh, Pata, with
2: the recent streak he's been on, does he have a uh, a shot at, at kind of reclaiming the A block?
4: I still think he wins it. And I think the proof's in the pudding because he wrestles Tanahashi on the last show.
0: Yeah.
4: Two points back. Tanahashi right now, 10 points. He's got 10. Uh, here, this is what's crazy is, is, Tana's got ten, but then you got Jay White, Minoru Suzuki, uh Kazuchika, Okada, and Evil all at eight points. Yep. You Minero get to these last, You you get to uh you get to the end here. Jay White wrestles evil on that last show. Hmm. So this could be something along the lines of if so say Jay White beats Evil. And he gets to X amount of points. So let's, let's, um, so I mean, let's talk this out here. So Jay White defeats Yoshihashi. He gets to ten. Tanahashi loses to Evil. Evil's now at ten. Tanahashi's at ten. And Okada beats Suzuki. So that puts Suzuki at eight and puts Okada at ten. So now we got Evil, Okada, Jay White, and and Tanahashi at ten.
0: We go mm-hmm. to the second.
4: You have Okada beat Evil. That puts Okada to twelve, keeps Evil at ten. Tana beats Elgin, he stays at at he gets to twelve. Jay White now beats Togi Makabe, he gets to twelve. Now you get to the last night, and
2: and you get wow.
4: Yoshihashi hanging page. No, I I guess the, I looked at this in a so. Hmm. 'Cause it 'cause then if Jay White defeats evil, it doesn't matter what happens because he has a tie break over Tanahashi and Okada.
0: Uh-huh.
4: So he needs to get to some point where or maybe Jay may you know what happens is maybe Jay White I don't know. I just I feel it's gonna there something's gonna happen where it comes down to the Jay White evil and Tana Okada match will be the decider. And I think it'll become more clear next week when we come back and talk to you guys. Because next week there's only gonna be three shows left um after we we intervene together. Because the there'll be two B block and two A block shows. So we'll have one A block show left and two B block shows. So so next week we really get to play math and break things down, which excites me. But um I mean we talked abushi ishi, five stars, no doubt. Um Yoshihashi though, man, like I said, I went four and a half against Okada. I went four and a quarter against Tana that,
2: that was a match I sacrificed. I, I read some good notes on it, uh, surprising. But, yeah, kind of what a lot of people were saying kind of in a nutshell. Hashi kind of bringing it. What I kind of noticed, though, the day before, though, um, I don't know why my voice just cracked, but uh, the day before, kind of in that tag match where it was Gato and, and, um, and, and Okada, versus uh, Hashi and someone.
4: Uh, but, show. like, Okada was, like, what? Show wasn't it? Because Show pinned Gato, if I remember, with that German? Well, was
2: it? Um, Well, where, like, Okada was, like, throwing the towel at him, just kind of being, like, a Cherty pretty much, like, kind of before the match, just kind of playing around with him. And I was like, okay. And that's where I kind of respected these tag matches, where I'm like, oh, they're just leading. That's their storyline. That's their... <laughs> Week in promo, week by week, Monday Night Raw promo is to do stuff in those tag matches in between shows. That's how you further that stuff, or at least for
4: that next if, match. If you have time, watch these tag matches because they are, just like Alex said, they are storyline driven to these single matches.
2: Yeah. I mean, they really, there's some so really you interesting
4: did... puzzles in that. So you know, it's like you talked about you know, we we both mentioned the the Yo J White thing. Is it's an entertaining little storyline going on. So you yeah. didn't watch you know Kata.
2: No, not yet. That that was the one I had to sacrifice due to time.
4: So there's a callback to Wrestle Kingdom six in this match, which was Okada's first match back from his TNA excursion as Okado.
0: Oh. And
4: he, it was he, it was him and Yoshihashi one on one. It's their first match after being Young Lions together, because these guys are both Young Lions at the same time, which has got to piss Yoshihashi off. That Okada's no where he, he, he is, but they uh, in the middle of this match. Okada, the first time he ever did the Rainmaker and how he beat Yoshihashi at Wrestle Kingdom 6 was he did the Rainmaker and he fell, out, fell with it and bumped with the clothesline. It looked terrible. He does it to Yoshihashi in this match and then does the laziest Rainmaker pose, laughing at Yoshihashi as he tries to pin him off of it. I loved
0: it. I'm like, what a dick. <laughs> like, yeah.
4: what a call. And by the way, shout out to Okada and, and Elgin, where Okada spun him off the opposite arm mm-hmm. and did a 360 Rainmaker. Mm-hmm. I tight. love how he
2: was planting his muscles.
4: Yeah, when they were doing that shoulder box at first. You know, Okada's starting to kind of come into his own with this new gimmick. I don't know where it's going to go, and I don't know if I like it, but I can tell you I'm definitely interested in it. And I think that's the best part.
2: The balloons I fast forward is his uh, entrances.
4: The last two shows he had. Instead of um, getting on the apron and pointing his fingers in the air like an indie indie face to the music change, he shot the balloons into the sky. That had the helium. Oh in wow!
2: Them. Again, his hair though looks finally the good shade of red, dark, like his soul.
4: I, you know, once again, he continues to win. He did not have Gato out there with him.
2: No. you think that's the Wrestle Kingdom match, him
4: versus Gato,
2: the end oh, of an I, era?
4: We go to do, If we get to Tokyo and we're watching Okada Gato, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> Why? I don't want to. That match is going to. Like, I don't know if Okada can make that a four star match. Canelo's not good anymore. Sorry, I I want I I'm still in the minority that hopes there's a slight chance we get Okada Jericho when we go. Who would Who wouldn't want that that fresh matchup? That would be dope. Ooh. That'd be
0: really
4: shout good. Out, Z, shout out to Zeke. He's buying the. Uh, he's getting the getting it all. He's paying for everything. I think in October. So, hopefully, Russell Kingdom tickets on sale soon so he can buy those. Uh, the Zeke the trick, Because he got, like, a crazy-ass credit limit. So, I was like, why don't you just buy everybody's and we'll pay you? And he's like, gabba-gabba tight. I was like, all right, tight. So,
0: does
4: Yoshihashi, when
2: it's all said and done, does he have a strong... Back end of 2018 with the tournament, especially with the last couple of matches he's had.
1: That
4: happened last year. Remember how excited we were for Yoshihashi after the G1 last year?
2: I would never be excited. Come on, who are you talking to? We're about. <laughs> I can. Call who are you doing
4: this? I'm pulling him up right now. Where, what the hell, Yoshihashi Let's see. He had against Foley at a two and a half. Goto he had three and a quarter. Abushi had a four. Ishii had a three and a half. Makabe, three and a half. Yuji Nagata had three and three quarters. Naito, he had a you four.
2: Be kidding me.
4: he had a two and a half. And uh, Tanahashi had three and three quarters. Isn't it was, weird
2: that I appreciate Tanahashi with each match that I watch of his in this tournament?
4: He's the epitome of big match. Like, when it matters, he shows up.
2: Honestly, to me, he's the definition of tranquilo, playing air guitar, <laughs> just as relaxed and just like wins matches.
4: That's the one thing I look at, like when I watch uh, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, is I think about when I've when I've been in the ring, and like everything's moving so fast, and then I mm-hmm. watch Tanahashi, he does like a high cross body. And he lands it, he does like, he jumps the middle ropes, does a 180 turn high cross body, rolls through the high cross body, gets on one knee and does an air guitar and then throws it to the crowd.
1: Like, that dude is so <laughs>
4: cool collected. And yeah. I'm like, God, I wish I was like that.
1: That would have
4: made my wrestling career so much easier. If you had to
2: correlate Hiroshi Tanahashi to any anime character, who would it be? Gohan. Wow, someone drew him as an anime and it looks tight. He does look like a real life anime character. Like, that's the purpose of his gimmick, right?
4: Oh my God, when he beat uh, Yoshihashi on the 30th last night, yeah. so many women were like, get, wipe your face on my towel. Yeah, like, did you the young lions, like,
2: back up on the on the guardrails? Like, all right, ladies.
1: Yeah, they were
4: like, call, maybe
2: you look at the dumb. walked into your house.
1: Yeah.
4: Gosh. I can never show Jen Hiroshi Tanahashi. <laughs>
2: I mean, I'm just in love with his, his hair.
4: Yeah. Thank God it's back to normal. Not like yeah. it was when he, my dad is a heel
0: wrestler. <laughs> I love
4: that. Alex, are we are we going on Friday? Friday or Saturday,
2: depending All on right, what Friday. your schedule looks like.
4: We'll be on talking to you guys. Uh, next week, though, G1 is probably going to take precedent earlier because we got to break down all these mathematical eliminations. What happens yes, if yes. Person beats Person B? We're playing Bill Nye the Science Guy next week. I'm going to have a big spreadsheet out that's going to piss Alex off with all the numbers I'm going to have written on it. <laughs> no, I'm
2: excited to learn. This is going to be no. be exciting. By the way, in my tournament bracket so far, I had Okada with 10 points, Evil, Fale at 8, along with Hangman, Page, Suzuki, and White. So I got about 20% of that rate. And then um, in the B block, um, I had Goto with 0 points, Abushi at 8, Ishii at 4, which I was right on that. Nido at 4, which what the hell?
1: Naito at 4?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised by that, even though I have them kind of getting back into it. Uh Omega at six, Robinson at six, Saber at six, Sonata at two, and Tonga at eight so far.
4: Yeah, Tom and Tonga is somebody I had high. <laughs> Apparently you're up it. at fifty fifty WWE booking, <laughs> Alex. We,
0: we need to tomorrow. Tomorrow.
2: Yeah, I totally ebooked this G1 tournament. Yikes. So-and-so
0: loses. so-and-so.
2: Got
4: they got to beat so-and-so because everybody's got to have equal wins or losses because we don't want anybody to get over
0: stupid <laughs>
4: WWE. God, that's the problem with WWE. Everybody's got to be, oh, let's make them 500, even though our one of our biggest faces is the biggest bully in the company, Braun Strowman. <laughs> He's a bully. Minus five! Alex thank you for, for coming on late night Appreciate yes,
2: it thank you everybody for listening uh, Don't forget to check out At WrestleCast underscore SSM Thank you everybody who ordered a shirt Off of StrongStyleMedia.com um, You can order more But we'll let you know when Because we're going to have shirts to order um, In August. our store
4: um, They yep so we have sizes available we're going to get it all changed on the website um just waiting on a couple things on some of the orders but yeah august 13th we'll have the shirts in stock they'll be out to you uh if we need to ship the shirt it'll be it'll be that week so
2: yeah also, i got the conf-
0: we'll problem
2: we'll be putting on the twitter uh we're gonna reach out to you guys. We're, we're gonna say, who do you want us to try to interview at All In? Uh, you know, as All In is vastly approaching, Ryan, uh, here within uh, about
4: twenty nine days. That's crazy. Yeah, we got like three or four interview spots with with the uh, the guys that are working the All In show. So oh, we got some interviews coming. Yeah, and that's the one question: if you're coming to, you know, if you're going to All In and you bought a shirt. Uh, if you would rather just pick it up there instead of us shipping it, we can pick, you know, we can have you pick it up at the, at the booth.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: We got to, you know, we're going to be interviewing somebody at, at that booth. So if you're a WrestleCast fan, come check it out. Who
2: isn't a WrestleCast fan? Who isn't a, Ru- a fan of the technical legend,
0: Ryan Cook?
2: Um, what do you got going on tomorrow night on Sportscast Radio?
0: Uh,
4: tomorrow night, I believe his name is Josh Foreman. Don't quote me. I don't have it in front of me. uh Tennessee Titan's coming in, giving us a little bit of a Tennessee oh, Titan
1: Jordan tight. yeah, that's this tight is like up. Jordan's
4: like um his like Swan song since he'll be transitioning out of sportscast into webmaster um so he he's pretty excited. I may have another guest lined up that we're gonna talk to as well uh. But it's gonna be a it's gonna be a random show tomorrow. There's not a lot going on. There's some little trades. Logan twins traded Logan Lynn to the Yankees officially saying the twins gave up.
2: Wait, does Bastards. that mean I can
4: come back to Sportscast Radio? Hey, I, I got a revolving door, man. I would love it. I, I'm hoping between between you and Elijah and Demetrius we can just make some fun fun shows every weekend. And uh, uh the band getting back together. Yep, hey, those—that's the OGS, oh man. Me and you with it, we we do it. We we might do three shows a week then.
2: I'm fine with that, and we got four. Uh, the pop cultures will be coming back this week. Um yes! a little superstar Take-Up, if you will, uh, but some interesting, fun stuff. So a lot of movies. Mission, <clears throat> pardon me, Mission Impossible Four. Uh, we t- we saw uh, also. Sorry to bother you. I saw skyscraper which I will say this, Skyscraper was, A, better than what I thought about uh, going in, and, B, it's the most live-action Incredibles movie that you could ever see on a big screen. Trust me. Uh, Find out uh, this Thursday? Not Wednesday this week, but Thursday. Doing some fine-tuning. BlogTalkRadio.com. Forward slash strong style media. Sorry, I got some cashews in my throat. Apparently, <laughs> I'm
0: like, "Hey, what's
4: up, hello. city?" Just wanted to jump in and say hello, as always. Excited. I'm excited! I'm excited! Rock and roll, we got some fun stuff. So, catch sportscast tomorrow night, 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. Pop culture is on Thursday night, and I'm gonna get Alex on here. We're doing this mid-year award show, whether we do it Friday or Saturday. I'm going to go kidnap his ass if I have to.
2: Yeah.
4: (laughs) We got some great stuff for you guys. Catch us. uh, StarStyleMedia.com website is being revamped. Should be going in the next couple weeks here rocking and rolling. So I'm excited. Thank you all for listening late night. Catch us next week.